self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and tiktok at eddie b talking and I can be found at red underscore calamity on Instagram. We are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a comment, or a Reddit letter, whatever that you want us to read on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, and we will get at it. And I think we have one that just literally came in as we were recording. It just flowed in. Angel, you just made it. I appreciate it. However, you know, if you would have seen it during the show, we, I would have, you know, stopped and we would have done it. So just know anybody who want to send in a letter, we do this Sundays, roughly around 11, 12-ish, you know. So you send us something before that, then we'll catch you. Or if you send us something within, you know, an hour of doing the show, then we'll catch you, you know. Colin caught us in the middle of the show before, so yeah. we take care of it. Let's get it started. Hey, con artists. It's been a minute. COVID finally caught up with me. Despite being triple vaxxed, I was sick as fuck, but on the mend now. If the vaccine is supposed to reduce your symptoms, I hate to think what it would have been like without the added protection. Damn. Y'all had me cracking up with the sex talk commentary. Mr. On Point, what was up with that voice? Red's reaction made it even funnier. My experience came naturally. It started because the sex was some of the best we had ever had. I don't know what was different that day, but I couldn't help but tell him how he was making me feel. It turned him on and it progressed from there. It wasn't like that fake-ass porn shit. I do prefer amateur porn because you don't get a lot of that. I've only been with one person who was completely silent. I couldn't stand that shit. I need to know the person is enjoying themselves as much as I am. Otherwise, what are we doing? I don't like that shit at all. I need a grunt, a curse, a moan, something. I completely agree with everything y'all said about Kevin Samuels. Fuck that nigga. I've included a link in a screenshot for a Reddit post. Angel. <sighs> I'm silent. I'm silent, dude. I don't make... So, during sex, I'll strategically make noises, I guess, when it's like... Especially during, like, oral. I'll make very strategic sounds when it comes to a, a point that something is happening that I really like. Because people take that shit to note. Like, women take that shit to note. If you make a sound while they doing something, and they be like, oh, it's like, you know, that conditioning, like conditioning anybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, training, a, training a puppy. <laughs> you do the same shit over and over again. Women ain't puppies, clearly. Okay. <laughs> but when you talk about conditioning, like animals is the best thing to use. You know that. <laughs> All of the early five founders of behavioral uh psychology use animals in their studies dogs specifically but dogs and rats you know but but women are not dogs or rats women are, are women but training somebody to do something is the same strategical system you know what i'm saying um it's like except i guess the woman give you the treat <laughs> anyway okay. um look <laughs> Listen, you you gonna you gonna take these letters from Angel where we talking about stuff to make you uncomfortable. That's just what it's gonna be. I'm not uncomfortable, but you're getting very close to 
comparing women to puppies and dogs. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I make this clear. Okay. You gotta train a man too. Did it make you feel better? I have to be trained by my partner to know what they like because I don't know who they is or what they like. They they gotta train me. Okay. And we're not even talking about sex. We're just talking about things they like. Person gotta be trained, okay? That's what it is. Training happens across species. The easiest way to understand conditioning in the context of like small things you can do that make near immediate changes is with animals, dogs specifically. You can do real little shit and a dog will change like quick thinking that that's what's going to get the the same reward. But yeah, it worked with everybody. Um, but maybe, maybe, you know, and I, I, I've tried not being silent, but like, I just don't, I don't know what to say. I have no idea what to say. It's like I've been asked questions and I just be like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, does it feel good? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's just so lame. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. I just, I'm just one of them people who is just like, I'm very conscious of saying something stupid. And if I say something stupid, then it's much, much worse than just not saying shit at all. You know, but maybe there's something I should work on. Or I wonder if your partner should, t- like, should your partner say, I want you to make noise? Like, I want you to say stuff. Like, would you oblige to that? What? I was sneezing. <laughs> if your what? partner was like, I want you to make noise, like, I want you to talk back. Uh, I respond when spoken to. So. But what if they say, I want you to say, I want you to say your own stuff? Mm. I don't know. Depends on how much. Are they gonna have to give you like? Depends on how much you like them. You like them a lot. I would make an attempt, but I feel like I sound stupid, so (laughs) you know. Yeah, I guess it's something you gotta practice at, like everything. Anyway, let me see. I'm going to uh, read a letter. Okay. Am I the asshole for trapping a girl in her car, asking her if she wanted to hang out, taking her phone so I could get her number, and calling and texting her nonstop? She was so she was just so fine and delicate. Is that yeah. the title? Yeah. Yes, you are the asshole. Before I even read, like all of that sound awful. All of that sound like kidnapping, my nigga. What? He reframed it to "Am I the asshole for being for seizing the moment?" That's not what that is. Don't Nigga, change. You seize the person. You kidnap someone. That's you seize the human being. That is... <sighs> All right, let's go for it. A week ago, I, a 29-year-old male, had lunch with some friends, and as we were about to leave, I saw a beautiful woman, looked my age, waiting in line for takeout. I watched her for several minutes, and she never noticed me, so I didn't approach. As we were driving away, I saw her coming out towards her car, and as she passed by an elderly couple, she gave them the most beautiful smile, and I knew I had to act fast. Her car was parked in a crowded area where there were no free spots, so against my friend's wishes, who were all in my car and loudly complaining, I parked at an angle behind her so she couldn't leave. Then I approached her window and knocked. I quickly introduced myself and told her she was beautiful and asked if she was single. She said she was, so I asked her if she wanted to go and hang out with me. She said she was taking food back to her friends and couldn't, so I asked if she could see me that night, but she said she had work early the next morning. 
So I asked for her number, and as she seemed to struggle with remembering it, I asked her to hand me her phone, which I then took and called myself, so I had her number. Since then, I've called her several times, and she is not answering or responding to my texts for her to call me back. A couple of my friends who are with me think I'm being an asshole for my approach. Personally, I feel a bit hurt and think she may be the asshole for not simply telling me she wasn't interested. I'm new to Austin, Texas. I was born in Turkey and lived in Boston for several years. I've never seen such a delicate woman. Her skin is porcelain and she had huge green eyes that with this unbelievably sweet voice. And perhaps she's just too shy and isn't used to someone so forward. But if I am the asshole for approaching a woman in this way, I want to know how. So I definitely not do it that way again or apologize to her if it was the wrong if I was in the wrong without realizing. Edit. I see a lot of comments about trapping her. I didn't mean to trap her. There was just no open spots and I parked at an angle so other cars could pass. I didn't mean to trap her and didn't realize it could have seemed that way until after my friend said so. I don't normally approach women and wouldn't have her, but her smile just had me acting rashly. She did seem genuinely forgetful of her number, and I know it took me a long time to remember my own, so I figured it was the same. I'm going to give you a smidgen of leniency due to cultural because you were born in turkey and maybe you lived there i know he moved to boston but like how, how old was he when he moved but even in, even in turkey i feel like this is problematic behavior like first of all i've had somebody do this i had an old man i came out of walmart and i heard him behind me saying stuff and i just kept walking because that's what i do i don't like leave me alone i came ahead about dish detergent let me let me get home and wash my dishes or whatever the fuck i don't even remember what i was there for but anyway i get in the car and don't pay no attention to him sitting in the car get ready to back up do you know this nigga got in his truck and pulled his truck along the back side of my car to keep me from backing out this was recently this was this year that that shit happened that is not okay you can't force people to talk to you you can't that's not how that works even if she remembered her number and just didn't want to give it to you first of all what men don't understand is that there are men who respond horribly no matter how nice you are and your rejection of them they don't take rejection well and so when you tell somebody you're not interested or you don't you don't know what the response is going to be so a lot of women are honest about oh i'm just not interested because niggas don't take that well and you can't look at a nigga and know if he gonna be a nigga that's gonna take it well or not so you ain't gonna roll the dice on your safety so that is why a lot of women aren't just honest and upfront i didn't tell niggas before like i wasn't just i'm just not interested how you know you don't even know me i don't need to know you okay I don't need to. I'm not interested based off of this <laughs> right now. I don't want to know no more. I'm cool. Or if you tell them you got a boyfriend, you can't have no friends. Like there's not a way <laughs> for for certain dudes. Now there are dudes who do. I'm not saying it's all men. There are men that I've been like, no thanks or whatever. And they've been cool with it. And I've gone on about my day. They've gone on about their day. But you, it's hard to tell what, what the response is going to be sometimes. So that's why women just be like, giving out fake numbers because it's just easier to to dead this interaction and not have to deal with that nigga no more and also not put your safety at risk because you don't know how men are going to respond to rejection and again this ain't even got to be on no embarrassing them laughing in their face like how dare you come up it, you could be the nicest possible and they're gonna still respond bad so you just don't know you cornered her grabbed her phone 
called yourself to force getting her actual number and then blew her phone up. <laughs> Read the room. <laughs> She's not interested. It is excessive. And again, maybe it's a cultural difference, but I feel like in Turkey, that still be problematic. Like, you, it's still a problem for you to like box somebody in to force a conversation with you to where they can't get away if they want to, other than to interact with you. That's not okay. You don't do that shit. Like, you know, the way I be hearing stories like this develop reminds me of when in Nemo, when the shark sensed the blood. You know what I'm talking about? I can find the name. Okay, so you know when sharks sense blood in Nemo, when a shark sense blood, they have regular eyes, but their eyes turn full black, and they just get into a like frenzy mode of you know, oh, gotta go get me some fucking fresh blood. Now it's like they they be on that shit. It's like <laughs> they be having this internal entitled dialogue, where it's like I saw this beautiful girl. Ooh, <laughs> we you should have seen her, and I saw a smile. And I knew I had to jump out the car and go talk to her. So I pulled up and I stopped behind her. And I was like, hey, girl, can I have your number? You so beautiful. This man was literally like, hey, let's go do something now. (laughs) She just got takeout, bro. You said that in your story. What the fuck you thought she was getting takeout for? For the stranger that she didn't know to show up and eat it with her? Also, that's number one stupidity. The next stupidity is, well, how about tonight? Let's hang out. Like, bro, this girl probably thought she was going to get fucking sex trafficked. She thought she was going to get her ass snatched out of that car, threw in that car behind her, and, and rolled on. Yep. And you know what? I guess the struggle I have is that these niggas is the reason that if I say, hey, excuse me, miss, she pick up her purse and start running full speed. And I'm just like, damn. This is because of other motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, like, it's hard for me to even try to try to be nice to a person. You know what I'm saying? Because they hit you with that turn shoulder where it's like they protecting themselves. And I'm like, least, damn. At least you recognize that. Because, like, I hear so many men that, like, have such negative things to say about women with, like, all I was doing was trying to uh, ask her name. And she, what you don't understand, like I said, is that I can't look at a nigga and tell he's going to respond poorly. So sometimes you just don't want to fucking roll the dice. I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to board the shit all together because I don't know what kind of nigga you are. And y'all don't have sides above your head for me to be able to know that shit. So I'm not going to roll the dice that you might be a motherfucker that I'm going to have to have an altercation with all because I wasn't interested in your bitch ass. Like, I'm not going to do that. If I can avoid it all together, which is why a lot of times if I'm out, and I hear somebody be like, hey, what's up? Or hey, red, or whatever. Or not so much red, my hair purple now. When my hair was really red, niggas would just be like, what up, red? Just some kind of identifying factor to let me know that they talking to me. I'll keep fucking walking like I don't hear that shit because red's not my name. They don't know I got a podcast and that I go by that. You just calling me red because of my hair. And you could be talking to any bitch with red hair for all I know. So I keep walking. <laughs> Because sometimes you just don't want to deal with it. And like I said, you don't know. I can't tell by looking at you that you're going to be somebody who will be like, okay, that's cool. I hope you have a nice day and walk on. I don't know if you're going to do that or if you're going to be like, bitch, you ain't all that anyway. I don't know how it's going to (laughs) go. And I don't feel like dealing with it today either way. So I avoid it. So at least you recognize that it's not that women are just out here being bitches. It's that we, we, you have, I don't know a woman who hasn't had a negative interaction with a nigga that they tried to turn down politely. Whether it be when you were young, it happened a lot in college. 
like young niggas, young niggas and their egos and pride, that shit is easily hurt. <laughs> so having a lot more in um college, I had a fake, fake number I would give out in college just so I can give you a number. Get the fuck out of my face. You know and what we women should do? Interaction. Women should women should have like five Google numbers on deck so that when they call you right away, your phone number, your phone actually do ring, <laughs> and then they just discontinue that shit afterwards. <laughs> like, well, no, no, no. The reality is women shouldn't have to deal with this shit. The reality is men should be in fucking controlling over their sales that this don't have to be the case, right? It is it's it's so stupid how many men are so deeply entitled to a woman's time and energy. And you know it's entitlement because if a, again, I, I make this this comparison all the time. If a big Terry Crews looking motherfucker came behind and said, Hey, what's your name, brother? I like them them uh, hoochie daddy shorts you got on. They'll know they'll understand that shit real fast then. They'll understand how you know it feels to be a costed which is how they will perceive it by somebody who is interested in them that they're not interested in but that that's the entitlement that men have to women's bodies and energy and men don't have to have the same fear because i mean look if a, a woman have came up to me and said hey what's up beard gang <laughs> that's what a woman <laughs> have said to me before and it's like i didn't have to think that a negative interaction has to come behind that yeah. you know what i'm saying like when a dude say to you Hey, what's up, red? In in response to your hair color, you already know it, it's 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 likely to be some bullshit. Like, especially if he call you red, he ain't gonna follow up with no respectful ass dialogue after that. You know, if he was gonna be a respectful person, he would have introduced himself and call and ask you for your name instead of just calling you by some physical identifier. Yeah. So yeah, it's so you know. As an ally to women, an advocate for women, it's, I understand that women go through this shit. And it's fucked up that so many people don't know how to read the room. And this guy, and the crazy part is he wasn't even listening to his friends. And he had to tell you. <laughs> and he had the audacity at some point to say that she must be the asshole for not just saying no nah from the jump. Come on, man. You didn't make it easy for her to do that. By blocking her in, because again, what if you had responded physically violently? Like you, you just don't know. Like you just don't know. There's not a way for you to know if your safety is in danger when you get approached. You just don't. Like it's women that have been murdered and killed. That was a, uh, it was a few years ago. A woman in a club. She was there with her fiance. Fiance wasn't around. Dude came up to her trying to holler at her. She was like, I'm here with my fiance. I'm good. He took that shit negatively and went out and got a gun out of his car and came back in and fucking killed her. Like, niggas, there are men that cannot take rejection. And again, you don't know who that dude is and who it ain't. I can't look at you and tell you're not him. But people be taking it so personally, like, I ain't that kind of guy. How the fuck do I know that, nigga? I don't know you. We don't know each other. That's the point. I don't know. I can't look at you and tell that. And you know that you ain't finna do nothing crazy, but bitch, I don't know that. So Maybe I he don't know. People. Maybe he don't know. Maybe he believe he not gonna do nothing crazy in the moment until he get rejected and it triggers some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he don't know that. I, I'm not like that. That's what, see, the conversation going across TikTok that I've responded to it several times 
is this self-proclaimed good guy. Those niggas is a problem. If a man in your life say, I'm a good guy, or why don't women like the good guy? If, if he's saying that shit, it's something wrong with him. He's at least got a, a low-level creep factor. At least. Because, like, he feels... I feel like it's a... um. The fact that they they are a little bit weird or creepy is forcing them to like create this false identifier for themselves of being a good guy. Um, it's one dude that was they they had they they stitched him off of TikTok. <laughs> uh, he was his name was Masonic Nurse. He was a weird looking dude, always talking about red pill and and uh, how he was a good guy. But this woman came out showing screenshots of him just being weird, asking her to borrow money. They hadn't met each other, knew each other, making inappropriate sexual innuendo without having, you know, a, a significant enough built relationship with him. And he was just like, women don't want us good guys. And it's like, how are y'all defining good in this scenario? So my dialogue is that I don't think there's such thing as a good guy or a good woman or good anything. I think that all of us have opportunities to be a good person in moments that are chain linked to each other. Like, so, cause saying I'm a good man is absolute. It means that everything you do is good, but that's not how humans exist. You know, I mean, I can look at moments where I was good and moments where I wasn't, you know, identified as good. And we gotta take that shit. We have to accept that the combination of our whole existence ain't a whole string of good. It's just saying we good don't account for the bad. It's it's stupid to me that, that men want this title. Also, another part of that is I don't think you can identify yourself as good. I think that somebody outside of you got to identify that because good, you can't apply what your version of good is to a person outside of you. Like you can't tell the woman in front of you that I'm a good guy. She got to determine that. She got to determine that because she she defines good. It's different than how you define good, you know, but uh, it's... This America, man. You better his friends better keep him up because the wrong one will pop him in his goddamn chest two times before he get away from that window. <laughs> Motherfucker gonna be on the ground breathing out his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker gonna have to, you know, in the movies, the action movies where they have to cut your throat, throat and put a straw on your neck so you can breathe. Yep. They gonna his ass gonna be on the floor with his friends, goddamn, saying, "We told your motherfucking ass, Vladimir. What's a Turkish name? I don't know." I know Hassan. Hassan is a Turkish name because I, I listen to Hassan Piker. Uh, he from Turkey. On um, Shank, Shank Ugyar, the uh the the head dude from the Young Turks. Okay. Oh, you don't know who that is. No. Turkish names. Hold on, let's get some Turkish names real quick. <laughs> Denise, Isra, Emre, Delara. Which one of these motherfuckers sound like a creep? Khan, K A A N, Khan. That's nigga. That's the creep. We gonna call him Khan. <laughs> Khan, goddamn. That's why your ass breathing out your fucking neck because you got there running up on these women. We tried to tell your motherfucking ass. Khan shouldn't have did it. I just yeah. you're an asshole, sir. Don't do that shit no more. Don't don't do that shit no more. Ever again in life, please. How? Tell me this. How, um, so if a dude came up and, uh, if a dude came up and blocked you in, right? Mm -hmm. 
And I was across the parking lot seeing this shit developed. I was seeing your body language. I could clearly tell that this dude, y'all didn't know each other and he was trying to get your attention. What could I do as somebody who was trying to stop that? What can I do that 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 would be beneficial to you? I mean, because another dialogue that's happening is like, well, these problematic men are, are problematic because the the men that could do something ain't doing nothing, so it make everybody problematic. And it's like, I understand how that works with cops, but it's really hard to know how that works with just people that are completely disjointed and disconnected. Yeah, because you, know, you walk up, he popped two of you for trying to help. That's the that's the difficulty, right? Like, what am I, I supposed to do? I don't know. Because oh. it's because I feel like it's just as creepy if I run up and act like I'm your partner. <laughs> you know, trying to do like yeah, you yeah. have to be a specific kind of woman who is of a certain intelligence who can kind of like read people's behaviors to see that I'm kind of harmless and I'm trying to help you. So it could be just a moment where you think two dudes trying to holler at you at the same time. (laughs) What can, what could I do? What could I do if I had really good intention with that moment? Should I say, Hey, are you okay, ma'am? You know, should I act like I'm a stranger that's intervening? Again, should I I go talk to him and be like, bro, like, why are you blocking her in? Clearly like, what you could do? do any of those things, but what what do you think comes, would make you more comfortable in the situation? Like what? I don't know, cause like here's the thing: I would feel awful if somebody came over and intervened and got hurt trying to help me, cause this nigga spazzed out on both of us. I would eternally feel bad about that. That this stranger was just trying to like be a good person and end up getting hurt, cause of me. and I ain't even think that I might put you in danger doing that. Because he may spaz out on the both of us. Because all you had to do was say no or give him your fake number and he move on. Yeah. But now he done got super mad. He violent now. I don't. The answer is niggas stop doing that shit. Stop doing that. That's the answer. Niggas are too don't entitled and obtuse. Like they don't understand what they doing. They can't read the room. And they, that's what it is. Their social groups is an echo chamber of niggas that do fuck shit to women and they don't have any measure of accountability while they're doing it. So they're gonna keep doing that. Well, what yeah. can what can I do? I don't know, because again, these are these are situations in which there's a lot of unknown things, right? Neither one of us know what kind of guy this is. So you put your life at risk by coming over. Because again, this could be one of them niggas that just like go pop the trunk over some silly shit. Like he might be that irrational of a person. You don't know. And I've had niggas respond. I ain't never had nobody pull a gun on me or nothing, but I'd have had niggas respond very negatively to like just nicely saying, no, I'm not interested. Thank you, but no, thank you. Like they don't like that shit. They do not like that shit. So again, for the men that are saying, all you got to do is, no, no, it isn't. You can be nice and they still, if it's a man who pride is inherently tied into his ability to get bitches and you're one of these bitches that say no to him, it don't matter how nice you are for somebody Mm -hmm. like that. And again, I don't know which men these are. If they had red flags waving over their fucking head and I know ahead of time, then yes, but you can't, you don't know. I have met men that were dressed very nicely that we would on the outside look at the oh that's a nice educated nigga who 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 gonna be able to know still responded poorly like you just don't know there's not like signs for you to look at and know that a nigga gonna respond badly to you not being interested 
for whatever reason. Like, it don't even matter. To, it could be because I'm truly just not interested. It could be because I'm with somebody else, married to somebody else. It could be because I'm a lesbian and not even interested in niggas altogether. There are men that none of these things would matter. <laughs> and they would still take it personally and still respond poorly, no matter what the reason. That's just what it is. So I don't know what the answer is. If you approach the situation and you are putting yourself in just as much danger as I potentially may be at that point, and I guess you have to determine for yourself if you want to do that, because again, we we don't these are it's too many unknown variables when these men come up. You don't know. I don't know what kind of dude he is. I don't know if he got weapons on him, because it don't matter. Obviously, with all of these shootings and shit, if it's the middle of the day, the middle of the night, don't fucking matter. You can get murked at any time. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So I, I don't know what I don't I don't know what to do because it's like clearly standing by and watching. Standing by and watching ain't good, but I don't I, you know. I mean, and when that the old man he was and the man who did this that pulled up behind me and blocked me in was an older married man. He told me he was married. He's like, I got a wife, but. You know, you 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 got what I like, or are you look whatever? I don't even remember exactly. I was like, no thanks, I'm good. Thankfully, he was not somebody who responded. He just like drove on off when I said no thanks. But the fact that you blocked my car in to like keep me from being able to just not respond is like, and that was scary in that moment because I'm like, what the fuck is this? This nigga. Bl-. So even if I want to escape, I'm in a parking space. Can't Did you go get out home. the car? Rolled his window down. But I went ahead and rolled my window down the key because I, I feel like if I had like act like I didn't see all of this happening behind me, he would have got out of the car and came over to my car. So I went, he rolled his window down. I went ahead and rolled my window down to avoid him from potentially getting out of the car. Maybe. I mean, it went over. Okay. He he drove off and he didn't cuss me out or call me no name. He knew he was married. So I, I mean, I'm sure he knew in his mind that uh, his chances were a lot slimmer. <laughs> But yeah, man, niggas be crazy. I don't know. But yes, sir, you you're an asshole. Don't do that shit no more. I don't yeah. give a fuck. And justified it by saying her smile was just blah blah blah, and her eyes with green. It don't matter. You're not entitled to any of those things from her. She can walk around smiling with green eyes, and it ain't got shit to do with you. That is not a reason for you to like force interaction with her because you like how she looked. Like, okay. Like it from afar, admire it from a distance, and, you know, and move the fuck on. <laughs> what the fuck? That ain't no justification because <laughs> you like her. Okay. The fuck? Okay. So, cool. another thing, right? And, and this is going to be a, a superficial, problematic part of the conversation, right? Do you have the level of attraction to do this yourself? Like, you can't do this shit looking like sloth from the Goonies, goddamn. <laughs> Running up on women cars, like, hey, can I get your number? Like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, again, I, I'm not saying that. Let me be clear. No man should do this shit, right? No man should ever run up on no women just because you like them, right? You got you to gotta inception yourself into this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to walk up to a person and introduce yourself in a way that gives them absolute freedom to say yes, say no, walk away, 
and you have to be comfortable with a no and walk away. Because even if all of those conditions are met and a woman declines you and do some dudes be like, well, fuck you then, bitch. Yep. That still creates that same level of fear. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to be able to walk up to a person, introduce yourself, give them an opportunity to say yes or no, walk away. And if they choose to walk away, say, I appreciate your time, ma'am. Enjoy your day. And then go on about your business. It didn't work, okay? But you also got to understand that, like, socially, if you don't look like a motherfucker on the uh, S-curl boxes and the boxes in Walmart, <laughs> you need to act your, act your attractiveness. <laughs> Did you can still get S-curls? Is that still a thing? Yes, go to Walmart. To... Go I know Walmart. the boxes are still in there. You know I have to go over there to get my hair products, but... I feel like I don't be seeing a lot of like genuine looking niggas no more. You know, uh, you gotta go to uh, you gotta girl. go to family reunions. Oh, you gotta go to family reunions and cookouts. These are the uncles that don't do nothing but sleep with the same three women in the neighborhood. So them the only houses they be at. So you gotta <laughs> wait until they out in public at a family function. <laughs> they don't be in Walmart. They just get their women to go buy them all the stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like so they don't be out here. Shit. And wow, thankfully. Respectfully, it's terrible. Please don't. <laughs> but actual attractiveness was a joke. <laughs> Nobody should do none of that shit. No matter how unattractive, attractive you are, leave women alone. Goddamn. At this point in our juncture of connecting and engaging with each other on a social level, men right now just need to leave women to fuck alone in public. All men just need to leave women to fuck alone. The only women that you should be um engaging with. Is if a woman asks you to get something off the top shelf in, in the grocery store when you walking by, which happened to me every now and then, where a woman would be like, can you grab that off the top shelf? Every now and then, I'll see her clearly looking up at something, trying to figure out in her head how she's going to get that shit. And I'll just be like, which one? <laughs> and then she'll point to which one, and I'll grab it, and I'll hand it to her. That happens every now and then. I get um, that. Because <laughs> I'm tall for a chick. I'll be walking by some little old <laughs> Can you get that for me? <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like I be calculating shit. It's like you know how when the Terminator walking around and like you when you they show through his eyes, you see all these little calculations being made. Mm-hmm. I'll be walking down the aisle and I just be seeing her looking up, being short, looking to the left and to the right, probably looking for an employee. And then I'm like, she need help. And then I just be like, which one? <laughs> and then she'll like, you know, help. And then I keep it moving. Like I'm not giving no. I'm not giving no hint that I need something from this. I want something from this. Then I'm trying to engage, you know, but again, I'm just, a, I'm a different kind of dude, man. I'm, I'm a respectful person. I don't need validation or approval from women. I am not overtly just seeking women to exist in my life. A woman who is attractive and just utterly gorgeous and beautiful. I recognize it as a moment for me to get to view this kind of beauty that exists. And once that moment is over, it's gone, and then I keep moving, and I'll see that again at some point. It, I don't have to do something about it. I don't have to, like, ooh, I want, I want to talk to her because, man, she looked good. Like, it's a million fucking people that look good. I mean, it's, let's leave it alone. And I just, and that existence is not hard, but it takes, it takes holding yourself accountable for the people that wear the same meat suit as you do. Uh, from your past. Look, I got uh, what I'm saying about that is I have the same meat suit as all men that have existed. 
And I have to hold myself accountable for the behaviors, the rules, the actions, and all of the shit that those men set that keep women feeling like this. But men, men want to, they, it's an oppression. They use the same rhetoric. It's like, well, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Just the same white people be like, well, I wasn't the one that owned slaves. I've never put a whip to your back. <laughs> I've never kept you from eating uh, at the table. I didn't throw the the pork the pig entrails on the floor for you to eat. Like, don't matter. Don't matter. You wear the same skin color as the motherfuckers that fucked over the system. And men wear the same meat suit as the motherfuckers that created the rules. And it takes a special kind of motherfucker to understand that shit. I understand. Not to say that I don't got no blind spots, but I definitely don't fuck with women out in public. Because I don't even want to be embarrassed out in public. My damn self. But anyway, yeah. You the asshole. Thanks for the letter, Angel. Yep. You sent us down a rabbit hole, a 30-minute rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> of talking shit about this random Turkish motherfucker named Khan. I imagine you gave him a name. <laughs> um, it make me feel better to name him. Because I don't want to just think of any Turkish any Turkish person. It's Khan. <laughs> Khan would do that. I, um, again, purposely picked ones that have been deemed assholes to see if we agree. So I, I chose some from Today I Fucked Up instead okay. of Am I the Asshole. So okay. I got some for you to choose from. Um, I'm going to read this one first because I just want to know what this is. Because uh. It's am I the asshole for going back on a promise I made to my husband eight years ago? Oh damn! And I want to know what promise you made, because if it's some shit like once I finish school, you gonna be able to go like something that takes eight years to accomplish, and then you accomplish it, and you like, well, fuck that, I don't want to do that no more. Then yes, you're the asshole. So I just want to know what it was she promised eight years ago. Glad to, glad to get it. Um, my husband and I have been married for eleven years. We met in college and got married shortly after graduating. We are both very career oriented and have professional goals that we want to attain. About eight years ago, we had multiple changes in our lives. The first was me finding out I was pregnant unexpectedly. The second was my husband losing his job when the company he worked for filed for bankruptcy. We had a lot of hard conversations about what these two things meant for our lives. Ultimately, we decided to keep the baby and have my husband stay out of the workforce to get our home ready for a child and to be a stay-at-home dad while I pursue, continue to pursue my career. We came to this agreement with the understanding that he would be able to pursue his career again in the future. Then four years ago, we had another unexpected pregnancy. Yes, I was on birth control and taking it properly, but no, we are not using condoms. Now we have two lovely and two amazing children. The pandemic hit my husband harder than it did me as he was taking on the majority of childcare and the schooling at home for our oldest was difficult. As hard as it was on him, this time period couldn't have been better for my career. Over the past two years, I have received multiple promotions and my career trajectory is years ahead of where I thought it would be. A few weeks ago, I received a job offer from a different company that would be another big jump for me. However, it would require relocating to a different state. I excitedly brought this up to my husband, but he wasn't happy for me. He asked what that would mean for him going back to work, and I told him that it would take some time for us to get assimilated to the area and for me to get accustomed to the new job, as it would probably be higher stress than what I'm doing now, but with much higher pay and benefits. I told him that we could discuss him going back to work in maybe a year or so after we move, ma'am. He told me that he's tired of being a stay-at-home dad. He's become resentful of watching me get to achieve my goals and dreams while he is living a life he never envisioned himself doing. 
He told me I'm being selfish to want to uproot our family for my job and asking him once again to put his goals and dreams on hold so that I can achieve more of mine. I told him that being a stay-at-home dad doesn't have to be permanent, and this is just another huge step for us as a family. He cut me off and said, no, it's a huge step for you. For the rest of us, it's just moving. I told him that that was unfair. He said the unfair thing was me breaking promises I made to him. I told him that was years ago and things have changed. If I'm being honest, I know it is going to be hard for him to get back in his career after being gone for so long. A huge gap like that in his employment record is almost DOA for him to get a good job. I feel bad about it, but we do have a pretty good life as it is, and this new job would only be would only offer more opportunities. You have a good life as it is for you. <laughs> like you have a good life he probably ready to hang himself on a daily basis <laughs> you can't say we have a good life you have a good life ma'am he telling you his life ain't good <laughs> telling you he's not happy you cannot look at somebody and say things are good when they're saying it's bad you can't do that <laughs> this is so funny because it's the opposite it's the same thing if, the, if this was a man that was out working and the mom, the woman was a stay at home mom and wanted to go out. This is the same shit. Except for reversed. Well, no, no, because. It's the social expectation that women do this. It's, it's not the social expectation that men do this, which is even more the fact that he was willing to do it and not he, he let her career flourish for the, the time that his, it has and he played his part. And now he want what what he was promised, which is understandable. I wonder what his goals are. Is his are his goals just to be able to work, or like does he have like a trajectory? You know, like whatever she do, she fucking good at it. Like yeah. she she running up, she running the numbers up on the ass. But whatever she doing, she good at it. I wonder if his goals are the same, or if it's just like theoretically. If I had a chance to do this, maybe I'd be doing as well as she is. That might not be the case. Even if that's not the case. He don't want to be at home all day with two fucking kids. And not doing anything. Even if his career wasn't going to be as successful as hers, it doesn't mean he shouldn't have one. It should mean that he should just continue to stay at home. And like doing that shit during the pandemic, I'm sure was awful for everybody. So he coming off of two years locked in the house not only doing like all the household stuff but also like doing school shit with the kids because they were there like he want to get out <laughs> even if it was working fucking burger king he want out he want out and that was the agreement it'd be different if he just he had agreed to just this was what it was going to be and he was just going to do this uh indefinitely but the agreement was that at some point he wasn't gonna have to do this no more and now she pushing it back further and further because what happens in a year if she get another opportunity that's very possible well i mean and there's always middle ground because what my cousin m did was wife was stay at home mom and he was uh managing restaurant now he he kept his hands in the, the pot of different women. So like her motivation for him not working was like, you tripping, bro. And so they switch roles. They switch roles to him being the stay-at-home dad and she working, you know, which works for them better than anything now because I think she was getting a little overwhelmed with taking care of the kids. But I was telling him, I was like, 
even if one of y'all got a full-time job and paid somebody to take care of the kids, even if it took nearly all of that money to do that, it would still be solving a problem, you know, which is becoming overwhelmed with the child caring component of this, you know, so a middle ground, like if I was in this situation, I'd be like, how about I work and we just pay for childcare and I can start working on that for myself and blah, 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 blah. I think we don't know what their goals was about their children. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Because why would he ever have to have been a stay-at-home daddy for eight years? What like was they would they go really to just homeschool their kids? That, that no, no, they weren't. They were going to school before the pandemic. It said that he started doing the school shit when the pandemic. Oh, that's just the two. I don't know, man. I feel like should the husband take any consideration that the pandemic threw a lot of stuff off for those eight slow so the first six years we were still on trajectory for that eight-year plan but then the pandemic happened and now like shit done changed but it, it didn't it change changed. for her it didn't change her trajectory like the eight-year goal for her career is still what it was she said that the pandemic was great for her so the pandemic didn't knock her off her trajectory but i'm saying she said it hit him harder than it hit her because it was the pandemic was now where he not only was doing household stuff but the kids were at home so he was having to do more with the kids because kids weren't in school for two years so he was having to do like schooling making sure they were turning in assignments and shit and having them there 24 7. i think is what she means they were going to school before that then i think to me his argument should have been a little different like his argument shouldn't have been this what you promised eight years ago the argument should have been i didn't expect for this level of overwhelming to have happened with these kids over the last two years and despite regardless of a promise that would have been made i need out of this situation like i need out of this direct child care situation it would help if it was something that can tend to my career but i think that you create a different conversation when you just when you hinge it on trying to um hold your partner to a promise that was made eight years ago that has clearly had some significant changes in your relationship like say that shit with your chest just say i this moment for me is not sustainable mentally physically emotionally career-wise this is not sustainable i don't know that they make a difference her, her thing is we're just gonna do this you just give me another year so even if he said that i don't know that that would make a difference for her because she just wants him to hold it off again for another year but her perception of his argument is that he didn't he wanted her to hold a promise for eight years well, that she made eight years ago. She's intelligent enough to have this kind of a trajectory for her career. She said herself that she knows that the pandemic was hard on her. These are not things she doesn't know. Then that means told. she's deflecting then as it pertains to her husband's needs. Yes. Instead That's of saying what I think it more is because I feel like what she should be saying, she shouldn't be asking if she's the asshole. She should be saying I understand that my husband is in a situation that he doesn't want to be in. I know that everything he's doing is probably overwhelming him. I understand that like he's supposed to be out of this situation and I should probably take a little bit of a loss in order to, you know, get him to a place that that I think is going to be better and healthier for both of us. Like how can I help him get there? But she's really again, she's really saying no, my career come first, and he just gonna have to deal with this shit another for another year. year. Yeah, that's what the problem is. Cause like all of that stuff, she knows. She says she knows it was harder for him. 
it was harder for everybody and it was good for her. She got ahead in her career more than she would have had the pandemic not happened. So it's not like she's unaware of how much stress he's under. She said that even the oldest child was having difficulty in school. And so that specifically with that particular child was difficult because they weren't taking, I don't know, they weren't taking to do a homeschool well or whatever the fuck it was, but she she aware of how hard it's been for him. She just want what she want. <laughs> she she want to continue her career as she and she wants to take this opportunity because she feels like it's a good opportunity, which it very well may be. But you cannot just ignore the feelings of your significant other. That's part of being in a relationship and being in a marriage. You don't yeah. just get to do all the things you want to do all the time and continue to put somebody else's feelings off because he probably ain't got another year in him. Two years of like 24-7 with them fucking children, he ain't got another year in him. And then think about the impact of moving them and how difficult that can be for kids and adjusting to a new area because she want to move to a whole nother space. Like, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, I'll gladly be a stay-at-home husband. I don't care. Even if the kids driving you crazy? Hell yeah, because we'll pay to get them kids took care of while I got them. I'll take them for three hours. <laughs> Another five or six hours, them motherfuckers going to be somewhere. That's how I feel about that kind of situation. If I'm overwhelmed, if there is no family support and she making money, she can afford childcare. If this is overwhelming me, it's the same thing. If my part, if I was the breadwinner and my partner would stay at home and I was getting home and she would just didn't have the energy to engage. It's clear that the kids are overwhelming her. It's no way in hell. I'm going to let her keep doing that shit every day. Ain't no way in hell. I'm going to let her keep doing that shit every day. Whether we got to pay somebody to come in and be in the house with her, an in-home nanny, you know, whether we got to get a babysitter at a certain time so that she could do what she need to do to tend to herself, I'm going to make sure she has a, a healthy self-care pattern, you know, if that's going to be the case. Like, if you making the money, like, just negotiate, look, you making the money, if we move, you're going to be making better money, we're going to have to get some childcare. I would prefer that childcare to be with the possibility of me working because I do want to work. I don't want to be here in the house for the rest of my life. You know, but it's uh it's negotiations that can be made, but at the end of the day, she she's going to have to accept that she can't from his perspective, she's just focused on her career. And yeah. this is going to end her this is going to end her marriage. And, <laughs> right. and her husband gonna get the kids. <laughs> Someone said you're the asshole for your whole attitude. You should now be as supportive of him as he has been of you. We do not have a pretty good life. You do. Your husband is unhappy, and you are marginalizing him and his own family. If you want to move, start actively supporting him in his job search and start interviewing nannies in the new location. Stop acting like a 1950s man. <laughs> <Dang>. <sighs> Um, so yeah, this lady said, well, men have been doing this forever with implicit societal permission. I agree that the OP is a, is an asshole. 
Um, but I think there could be a happy medium for everyone. OP should take the new job, pay for daycare after school, and encourage husband to go back to school or pursue something that, to further his own career. Why should he have to remain a stay-at-home parent if he hates it? I hate being a stay-at-home. I hated being a stay-at-home mom. And my ex said, sorry, not sorry. We're divorced now. He got his great career at the expense of no longer having a family. He hasn't seen his kids in almost a decade. This is by his choice. I don't keep the kids from him. OP, you need to work together with your spouse to find a way to uplift you both. So yeah, I mean, you living your best life and he miserable. <laughs> he's truly miserable. And he telling you that he miserable and you're just like, well. <laughs> like imagine, imagine being him and your partner come home fucking dancing on the cloud saying, I got an amazing review today. I talked to my supervisor, my boss. And then you were like, well, I got threw up on twice. <laughs> Fix some hot dogs, <laughs> you know. Also, I need you to give me a bigger allowance so that I can go get some stuff for myself from Amazon. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <laughs> and, and again, that's something that women deal with in mass in America. They shouldn't you know? have to either. I don't think anybody. No, like, I, I, and I agree. That's what I'm saying. I agree. But women, women deal with that shit because like men are socialized to be career focused and women are socialized to be at home and be nurturers and caretakers. Nobody should be in those systems. And especially if somebody raises a concern in that system that the system is problematic, then their partner should should take into consideration that shit and, and make changes that need to be made for the sake of their partner. Yeah. Period, Pooh. Uh, I'll do one more and then you can do yours. So I'm you choose. Am I the asshole for refusing to buy equal gifts for my children? Am I the asshole for not giving my son part of his trust fund early because he refuses to sign a prenup with his fiance? Am I the asshole for buying my girlfriend a blender instead of the necklace she wanted for our anniversary? These are lesbians, by the way. Um, am I the asshole for proposing to my boyfriend the day before my sister's wedding? Why would you do that? <laughs> just, just Pride month. <sighs> Rude. Pride month. Oh, you want to do the lesbians? Yeah, I wouldn't okay. do that if you wouldn't have said that, but yeah, pride month. I only know because I uh, one of her first sentences, you know, it had a little beginning is that we are lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I start, I'd like to say that my girlfriend and I are both women. We are lesbians. I took that to mean that when you exactly. Said <laughs> <laughs> but okay, girl. I say this to hopefully preempt the typical man comment. It don't matter, ma'am. You can still be having some misogynistic behaviors, but let's see. This happened last month, but my best friend and hers are still giving me shit about it. So your own best friend telling you you want some bullshit? Okay. We had our one-year anniversary. I asked what she wanted, and she told me just something romantic, a little necklace or something cute. While browsing around on Amazon, I found an emulsion blender, and it pinged in my head. My girlfriend loves cooking and always talks about all the gadgets she wants. Plus, she made homemade tomato sauce, and I remember her complaining how hard it was to make the sauce smooth because she didn't have an emulsion blender. I'm a very practical gift giver. I like to give things that people will use, so I bought it and was super excited to give it to her. The day rolls around and she gives me a bottle of whiskey I had my eye on for ages but could just never justify the cost. I was so hyped and encouraged my girlfriend to open hers. She opened it and her face kind of falls and she goes oh an emulsion blender and i told her i remembered her talking about all the kitchen gadgets she wanted and was so excited to give it to her 
She kept her cool but told me while she appreciated the thought, she was a little upset that it wasn't jewelry. I was confused, so she explained that she felt anniversary should be more about romantic sentimental gifts versus practical. That she appreciated it greatly, but couldn't lie to me that she wished it had been the necklace she pointed out to me online. It was nothing fancy, a $30 mushroom necklace. I shared my woes with my friends, and my friend thought it was hilarious that I was so inept, and that he understood why my girlfriend was upset with her gift. Girlfriend's best friend also got wind of the situation has been ribbing me with telling my girlfriend to get back to the kitchen my girlfriend and I are fine, but I know she was disappointed and she ended up buying the necklace for herself a week after I gave her the blender. So am I the asshole for giving my girlfriend a practical gift versus the necklace she wanted? Yeah, she told you what to get. Get that thing. Don't ever, don't, don't ever just do what you want to do. Okay. Do what you're told when it comes to giving gifts. Cause you're gonna I disagree. What? I disagree. Partially. Okay. I think you should do what you want to do and what they want to do. <laughs> like, so do she what you about both. She, she, yes, thirty dollars, thirty dollars. <laughs> listen, listen. A bottle of whiskey that's outside of somebody's price range that somebody bought is probably a hundred and eighty dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. And all she wanted was a thirty dollar something. Yeah. Get her that thirty dollar necklace and an emulsion blender, and you still save more money over what she spent on that fucking bottle of alcohol. Yeah. Don't just get like anything. Get first thing you should she should have showed was about you. She could have did the shit like so. What I did one time was like I bought like seven different gifts with seven different bags, and I just put them all over the house and just let her let her just walk through the house and find different shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like get a main gift and get other cheap shits, like to to make it a, a moment. But like make sure you get that thing that they want. That is a you have to do that. But so where I disagree is where you say don't do what you want to do, do what you want to do, but the priority is doing what you know that they want. Please get them what the fuck they ask you for. Unless she asks for a practical gift, don't do that. Again, yeah, yeah, you can get it in addition to, but if she's a sentimental, romantic kind of person, then yeah. A fucking blender is an insult. <laughs> like, she's supposed to think of you every time she in there making tomato sauce. Like, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm gonna give y'all the secret, okay? For those of you, this the secret. All right. For those of you who are horrible gift buyers, who are practical gift buyers, who have a partner that might like meaningful shit, get a fucking charm bracelet. Okay. Oh yeah. You get a charm bracelet, and now all you gotta do is just buy different charms. Every time it roll around, it will yep. be connected to that one sentimental item, and yep. you can run that until you're ready to buy a new charm bracelet. And then you keep running it, just keep running it. Do a silver one the first time so you can do all silver, then do a gold one the next time so you can do all gold. If you're leveling up in life, get a more exquisite one. You know what I'm saying? A, a charm bracelet will keep you running for about a year or two. <laughs> Trust me on this. Trust me on this. This is a good thing to do. In a situation where you got a partner that like meaningful, sentimental shit. And then charms exist in so many ways. Yeah, you can literally buy a charm that represents any possible. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. That first trip y'all took to the to the uh to the theme park, roller coaster charm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The pet that y'all shared together that passed away, puppy charm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can always and that whole bracelet gonna be full of remnants of what y'all's relationship has been. 
Yep. That that is the best thing you can do. But also get get them the shit that you think they want to have practically. But see, this is the thing. This is the moment that you missed. This is the moment that you missed. This is something that you never ever do. You never buy a woman housemaker shit for a, a for a birthday, for anniversary, for a holiday. Buy that shit a week before or a week fucking after. But you do not buy that shit on no holiday. Nothing that's no vacuums. I don't give a fuck if she been saying that she want the Roomba. The Roomba costs five hundred dollars. It's a good ass gift. But if you buy a woman some cleaning up shit on a special day, you asking for a fucking breakup. You even even if you don't break up, you asking for no sex for a week. Or if you if she do have sex with you that night because it's a special day, it, it it's not gonna be the level that you want it to be. It, it's going to be a mediocre. Don't buy no one. Don't buy no woman no rugs. Don't buy her no goddamn vacuum. Don't buy her nothing for the kitchen. Don't buy her no cleaning up shit. Don't. That is something you do not do, ever. Buy that shit a week before or a week after, but do not do that shit on the day of. You are asking for fucking trouble. I think what this also shows is that like, same sex relationships have a lot of the same problems as straight relationships. So like them both being women did not give her the key to know that that was a bad move. Because that ain't who she is, so she still didn't fucking know. But <laughs> she see, still that, fucked up. that don't make it. That, that's social shit mostly. The thing that matters with with same sex relationships with women, the thing that matters is that she probably getting more orgasms in one night than she done got from her whole life with men if she is bisexual. That's that's the thing that same sex relationship with women grant women an advantage, and that don't mean that like especially in a lesbian relationship, it don't mean that the more masculine presenting partner don't, you know, co-opt misogyny and toxic masculinity and, you know, those things. And again, men do have a certain profile in our society and women do have a certain profile in society. So more um, masculine presenting or, or, or women who have a more masculine identity, they're going to probably think more like men than not. Yeah. You know, on that male profile for whatever reason that happens. So yeah, she they can be lost. Like again, she been playing football and basketball with the boys her whole life. What the hell she supposed to know about how to buy a woman a gift? It's the same reason I don't know how to buy women no damn gifts. I stopped caring. I, so in my relationships, I started off buying gift cards, and apparently that's like wrong. Don't buy yeah. gift cards. No. Because again, to me, that's a practical gift. To me, that means I bought you anything. <laughs> I bought you anything you wanted. You just got to go get it. It means you didn't know her well enough to get her a gift that she would like. That's what it means. Look, I don't care no more. I get you what I want you to have. <laughs> <laughs> I get you what I want, all I want you to have. Like, I don't do clothes. I don't do shit that you got to fit in because, you know, I done been with enough women to know that, like, if some shit don't fit the way that they want it, then they ain't going to get it. And, like, don't do that. Don't don't try that shit. It's just going to go bad. Um, what's another thing that I, I bought that I was like, no, nah, I can't buy that no more. That's I can't remember. There's several things that I, I won't buy no more because it's like this is uh this is not good. Um <laughs> so I buy motherfuckers electronics, cool ass electronics, um, upgrade phones, <laughs> like practical shit that like somebody gotta like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta hype it up. Wait till you use that goddamn camera though. Wait till you use that camera on that phone. You gonna fuck it, you know. Um but sometimes meaningful stuff. 
it's just it's just hard to do for me it's hard to do that consistently and over a long period of time it's like i bought all the shit that was meaningful to you at the first year of the relationship <laughs> so now i'm just freestyling but yeah that's uh that's the situation so yeah all right i got five of these now i want to do one of them so I'm going to read you these four, and you can tell me which one you want me to go to. Today I fucked up by getting high for three days straight the first time I tried weed. Oh, I meant to ask you, have you ever smoked weed or tried an edible? I've eaten edibles. I haven't smoked weed. How was that experience? I went to sleep. I don't get how people like like do that and like go out and be productive. I went to sleep and woke up like three hours later. Like I just went to sleep. Oh, it so the edible sleep. put you to sleep specifically. Like, it wasn't nighttime, like I recommend no. for the night. Nope. You had no special dreams or nothing? No. I've been thinking about taking an edible lately. You know, I ain't never smoked weed or took an edible, but I was thinking about, like, taking a Delta 8, which is, like, weed light edible. Um, And, you know, when I decided that I was going to have a drink, which the first time I drank last year, it still took me about six years to have a drink. <laughs> So me thinking about doing it don't mean that this shit happening next week because any of my friends who listen to the podcast gonna be like, Eddie, I heard you was gonna goddamn take an edible. When you gonna do that? I'm gonna be there. Nigga, leave me alone. Shit might happen in five years. <laughs> but I'm thinking about it. Uh okay. Today I got today I fucked up by getting high for three days straight the first time I tried weed. Today I fucked up by letting my curiosity get the best of me and finding out I was sort of catfished. Today I fucked up by playing with my Tinder dates cat. And today I fucked up by accepting a free weed grinder and almost having a heart attack. How do those two things go together? But that's I want to know the catfishing. That's how the today I fucked up work. <laughs> you just never know what the hell can happen. All right. Posting this on a throwaway because quite frankly, it's insanely embarrassing and shameful and I don't really know how to feel. Um, and this is today, I uh, fucked up by letting my curiosity get the best of me and finding out I was sort of catfished. So a little while ago, I was a Twitter mutuals with a girl who used to go by the name Silence. We were very casual mutuals and never really spoke too often, but the girl in the pictures that were casually posted was somebody that my friend and I used to talk about all of the time because of how pretty she was. This girl will routinely disappear from social media and come back on a new account and follow me out of the blue, which we always thought was really weird. Until one day where she just disappeared and never returned, which was over a year or two now at this stage. I never really kept track of how often or how long this happened. So my interest today got the better of me. I wanted to know where she disappeared to, but I had no leads other than some pictures of her that were sent to my friend and some old usernames that led to nowhere. So I reverse searched some of the pictures and found nothing until I led, it led me to one website. A contribute website? dedicated to girls having their profiles posted out of their knowledge so that people could edit semen over their faces i didn't expect this y'all <laughs> i'm sorry i was like what the hell how are so many of her pictures posted here there's more here than i've ever seen before so then i linked it to my friend who noticed that one of the image files alluded to the girl actually being 16 at the time the photos were taken and i'm sitting here like what there's no way I did a little more digging to see if I can find out who was really in the pictures once and for all. And after a little more digging, I found an Instagram account with a decently sized following. And yep, this girl is only 19. Back when I was mutuals with that person on Twitter, it must have been around 2018 or 19 or possibly even earlier. The more I looked 
through the full body picture, the more obvious it became that this girl was obviously a lot younger than I thought she was, a lot more full body and full face pictures. The person behind the Twitter account was being very selective with pictures that were uploaded and the thought that she could have been younger than 18 never crossed my mind. So I'm not really sure how to feel about the whole situation. A little bit dumb that I indirectly got catfished, a little bit dumb that I couldn't tell the person the picture was actually a minor, but a little relieved that I actually know who's really in the pictures once and for all. I've considered messaging her and making her aware of the website, but honestly, there's no good way to approach that kind of conversation because I was admittedly being a little creepy by trying to find her again in the first place. So I think I just better leave and try to forget this ever happened. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I got. I got nothing. Um. Let's go. I'm gonna go through some of the comments. Just as a bit of a PSA, you might want to let the victim know that her pictures are being used this way. A simple someone was using your pictures to try to catfish me. I did a reverse image search and they turned up on some pretty nasty sites. It's plenty. Not that you would, but please don't creep or nice guy the victim in the process. Um, <clears throat> they responded, I'm in the process of messaging her, messaging her now, asking if the names are familiar at all and that they may have been used on a sock catfish Twitter account once upon a time. Uh, I did not know this is where this uh, letter was going to go. Clearly, uh, we don't read these at first. Um, but I don't know, man. This is, you know, this brings us to a conversation about. So there's this guy on TikTok who, in a conversation about Bad Baby, ain't that her name? The uh, Catch Me Outside girl? Yeah. About how many guys were watching her and waiting for her to turn 18 so that they can, you know, pay for her OnlyFans. I mean, creepy people, the Olsen twins, people had white clock uh, countdowns to when they became legal and they didn't even do no shit. Like, oh, like, it's just creepy motherfuckers out there. He was defending the fact that watching or looking at an underage child is not illegal. Acting on those things is illegal. Child porn is illegal. Watching underage kids, like, yes, it is illegal. That isn't... Well, no, again, let's let's discern. Absolutely. And all this shit is morally fucked up to me. But what he was arguing was that looking at a girl that is not in a sexual capacity is not illegal. Right? So seeing Bad Baby... If, if a man was looking at Bad Baby on Uncle Phil, Dr. Phil, and saying, well, she's attractive, that's not illegal. Or even saying things to yourself like, I like how her body is shaped. It's not illegal. It's creepy, though. It's very creepy. But he was defending that concept. He was defending men who just looked at her up to 18 and then paid for her content. Because it's not illegal to look at an underage child. And, I, and everybody on TikTok was like, bro, this ain't the hill you want to die on. Because what he's done on his platform is he's defended so many men that he's trickling over into defending men that don't need to be defended. Because a lot of those men is going to have a high overlap with predators and predatory behaviors, even if there's a small group of those men who ain't that. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do your research and be careful about goddamn people who are too young. And 
And it's absolutely wrong to be dealing with people that's too young. Um, looking at them, thinking about them. And you know what? It's to me, it's something wrong with you if you find that. Because again, I worked in high schools. When I was in Birmingham, I I'm just I'm in high schools, I'm in schools all over the place. And as and you know, aesthetically, I could recognize that girls were overdeveloped. I could recognize that boys were overdeveloped. But the level of immaturity that exists in how they engage and 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 go about place don't allow me to process those people as anything other than children at all. You know what I'm saying? And and I could tell that because I like I was I remember watching a teacher walking next to a, a overdeveloped teenager, and just the way that grown woman was walking. It was just like that is a grown woman, <laughs> you know. That is what I am attracted to, you know. And so a part of me is like, I'm glad I ain't got like again. If there's a part of the brain that is is kind of twisted or not cranked right for people to be able to look at kids and think, you know, this is something appropriate to look at, or if you had an experience that kind of halted you from being able to look at adults and so you look at kids, I'm like I'm glad none of that shit happened to me man because I didn't want to deal with none of this shit these niggas dealing with on that <sighs> again that ain't even the biggest problem is that women and girls are dealing with this and also there's a lot of women who got accounts of when they were girls of men saying inappropriate things to them um, and it's it's terrible, but you know, I just used this weird story that I just read to, you know, <laughs> go into a different conversation because that was a weird. It was very weird. Weird today, I fucked up, and it was high rated. That was weird. Um, I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read these last two. Okay, I'm gonna read one more, and because I want to know what happened with this cat, because I like cats. You know, I like cats. Today. I fucked up by playing with my Tinder dates cat. Throw away count because this is really embarrassing. This actually happened today, about 30 minutes ago. So I went on a Tinder date with this girl last night. It was great. She's pretty and we had a great time. We came back to her place uh, as it was close by and ended up doing the deed multiple times and ended up in bed. Now, I haven't had much action in a while and it really tired me out. So I slept like a rock. Fast forward to about half an hour ago, I wake up butt naked alone in her bed, but I can hear her downstairs in the kitchen. So I'm tossing and turning for a bit when all of a sudden this gorgeous gray fluffy kitty comes and hops on the bed and starts purring like mad. I happily oblige and pet the shit out of it. I love cats. I didn't have the covers on me as it was hot and this cat felt so soft, flopping itself around my skin. So the cat starts getting playful. Yeah, the way he's describing this shit is like, it's, it's weird. So the cat starts getting playful, hopping over my body from one side to the next, and I'm rolling side to side, tickling its belly in between. But when I roll over next, my schlong flops over with me, sailing through the air in a perfect arch just before it slapped my belly. The cat pounced straight onto it and dug two paws in, one on the shaft and one on the head. I fucking screamed in agony, sat up, and started trying to pull its claws out of my sausage. The one on my head came off straight away, but the claw was still hanging on for dear life about halfway down, which was fully lodged. The cat started to panic because it was stuck. I heard my date running upstairs, and as she came up, I was sat up on her bed with her cat buried in my crotch, holding onto his leg, trying to free it. I whimpered, cock stuck, help, and she burst out laughing, but reached over and unhooked the last claw to my shaft, leaving me naked and embarrassed. 
I waddled over to the bathroom with blood trickling down onto my ball sack and sat at the toilet dabbing the little holes with tissue. I, I sat here now with tissue pressed against my member as I write this. Going to have a shower, I think. Edit. Okay, I've been reading the comments and apparently I should see a doctor. How the fuck do I explain this scenario? Okay. Um, it looks like I need to stay out of today I fucked up or <laughs> or I need I need to read these before I get on here. I need to screen these motherfuckers. I okay. <laughs> they all go sexual. They all go weird. Um but yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh <laughs> His description I, leading up to it was awkward and weird. I still like cats. I, I still like cats, but I would not I would not play with the new pet of a person that I just met, especially if I'm in their bed naked. Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. I at least put my drawers on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I get up, put my drawers on, my pants on and or my jogging pants on or whatever I got and be like, okay, hey kitty, like, but like doing that naked? No. Nah, no. Nah. <sighs> Uh-uh. All right. <laughs> this is the last one. Today I fucked up by telling my girlfriend I like her curves, and now she thinks I think she's fat and wants to end the relationship. I mean, <laughs> too long didn't read. Told my girlfriend I fancied her because of her curves. Now she thinks I think she's fat, and I'm validating her thoughts of being fat and hates the idea of being around me because she thinks that's not how I see her. We had been apart for some time, and I said I missed her and was looking at old photos because I love and fancy her. She asked why I fancied her, so I pointed how much I love getting lost in her eyes, her smile, things about her personality. Then I said, I love your body and your curves. I know she's insecure about her body and wants to lose weight so she can be more comfortable in herself. I know I messed up by saying curves, but I don't think that was a bad thing because curves isn't synonymous with weight. I wanted to reassure her that I do love her and want her. I've always told her she's hot and gorgeous and we have a very active sex life. What this has turned into is that she thinks because I said curves, I fancied her because she's fat and I'm validating her thoughts about her being fat. Which is not the case because she isn't. I've tried to reassure her that I fancy her and would fancy her if she lost weight. She Now she doesn't even want me in front of her to be around her because she feels horrendous and thinks because I fancy her and her current body that I'm either lying or only fancy her because of how she is currently, which she doesn't want to be. Bro, you, you put yourself in a fucked up feedback loop. <laughs> you can't even get out of this. I mean, I... It's like you so... like me because of how I am and I don't like how I am. Or, um... Or you're lying and really want me to be how I want to be, but I'm not that. And so I don't like that you feel that way. Mm-mm, I don't know how you get out of this shit. You, uh, it's too much. Um, it's trauma. And he sounds um, British, European, yeah, British. fancy. You keep saying fancy, yeah. Yeah, we don't really say that unless we're saying something is fancy. We don't use it to say we like something. Uh, unless somebody's name is fancy, like on a Jamie Foxx show. I've never known anybody else but her to be named Fancy. Is there anybody else named Fancy? No, I mean, it's a, it's a cat name. <laughs> no human name Fancy. Her name is Francesca, and that's what they call Yeah, it, it is, Francesca. That sounds like a cat name, too. Francesca. Fancy person cat name. Uh, I don't know. Give um, Francesca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, um, it was an honest mistake, you know, because there are women who like being called curvy. Like I, so I gained weight. I was like really small. I don't even think I realized how small I was until I look back on pictures now and be like, damn, my head was big <laughs> compared to my body. 
so I don't think I would get upset about somebody saying that I was curvy. So I mean that whether or not somebody gets upset is going to be solely dependent on how they see themselves and how they view themselves. And how they define the word curvy because our yeah. whole bodies are literally curves. Like that's just what it is. Like the skinniest person has curves still. Do they? <laughs> I mean, there are also straight up and down stick motherfuckers out here. I mean, but not most people, but it sounds like she's got the actual definition of curves, but she just don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do about that. Honestly. What can you do? Yeah, really. Yeah, you uh, shit. Goodness. I think I'm gonna stay away from today. I fucked up because that was all. Those all sucked. They were strange for sure. <laughs> they were strange. Um, but just so this is the thing. When I read it, I what I when I read it, I thought that it was him giving a criticism of her, not him intending to give her a compliment. So that threw my brain off from what I expected because I was gonna be like, listen, man, there's no way to tell your girl that that you want her to lose weight without being a dickhead. The best thing you can do is going ahead and adopt the fact that you love her as a person and just accept whatever the output is. If you liked your partner how they was when you got them, then you know. Be prepared to weigh out how much you like that person with whatever they, they got on the outside at this point. But like coming out and telling folks like women telling your man that like his meat ain't big enough. <laughs> That's what's gonna kill men. Ooh, hairline. Talk about a man hairline. That's gonna kill him. A man who beard can't connect. Oh, that's gonna murder murder the boy. Um, what else? Um, muscles. If he working out and his muscles don't fall in the right place, or he losing weight and the weight don't fall off in the right place, that'll that'll kill him. But I was like, it's, it's, you can't really, it's, it's, it's not, it, there's certain things that you can't really say to a woman in a way that ain't going to turn into some kind of backlash. Unless you got a very, a woman who is very open to criticism and very open to doing things differently for, you know, the sake of your aesthetic pleasure. But yeah. Threw me off. But yeah. Um, if you have a letter, uh, Reddit, uh, whatever that you want us to review and talk about on the show, send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, and we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, I was trying to see, um, so there's a person that's suing Mariah Carey regarding her all i want for christmas song which is so ridiculous first of all the song came out in 1994 okay and that's how i know when christmas is upon us that fucking song is synonymous now with the christmas season they start playing that shit in november and they don't stop till mid-january um there's a guy who is saying that he wrote, co-wrote and recorded a song called All I Want for Christmas is You in 1989. And that it got extensive airplay and appeared on the Billboard charts during the 1993 Christmas season, which was the season before Mariah Carey. 
My thing is, it's 2022. <laughs> why? If you feel this way and have felt, why would that, why would you wait from 94 till 2022 to say some shit about this? I feel like it's probably smart. How is it smart? Because one, nobody knows you. You're, you're nobody. I'm a nobody. Okay. I'm a nobody. But I know that if this song is continued to accumulate a whole bunch of money and I sue about it, maybe it increased the bag for me. Maybe I make more money. If it's 89 and in 93, I make this claim, Mariah Carey ain't make no damn money off of this fucking song. And now I'm broken unknown. Except I can say that Mariah Carey can't sing my song no more. 30 years later, you know how much money she done made off of that song? She probably make a hundred thousand to a million dollars a year off of that damn song playing on Spotify all, all season. Well, I don't think he can take credit for it. So I just looked up All I Want for Christmas is You. The first time that title was used for a song was in 1966 by somebody named Carla Thomas. So you owe Carla some money if, we, if we're going to like... <laughs> well, I, see, this is the thing. I don't know how they measure this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like, know that a title of a song, because there's a lot of songs with similar. I don't know that you can sue copyright infringement for the title of a song. Yeah, I know it's not for the title, but then in the song that he wrote and the song that she sang, how many words overlap? It, like, is that how they measure it, or do they measure it by like melody? Like, if the he melody that he song title specifically song she title song title, and I don't even think that That's that would it? count. Yeah, bro. Bro, you are you you are risking getting your ass choked and throwing a garbage can somewhere down the street. Your ass better see. <laughs> Mariah Carey got get rid of your ass money. She probably called Nick Cannon to be like, handle my lightweight, Nick, for your kids. And your ass is gonna he gonna get some of them fucking now. If you think them damn wilding out goons ain't got goons in the back that do some shit to somebody. Anyway. He, his name is Andy Stone. His stage name is Vince Vance. And he was part of a band called Vince Vance and the Valiants. He's seeking 20 million in damages, alleging copyright infringement and unjust enrichment, among other claims. Um, The court documents describe Vance as a self-employed artist who in 1989 co-wrote a song titled All I Want for Christmas and You and recorded it in a studio in Nashville. It was later released and received extensive airplay. Stop saying that. Stop saying it was extensive because I don't think it was. During the 1993 Christmas season, began making appearances on the um, Billboard charts. Carrie's song with an identical name but not identical lyrics or music was released in 1994. Sir, shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, no, I, sir. <laughs> the lawsuit contends that Carrie and the other defendants never sought or obtained permission from Vance to use, reproduce, or distribute the song and accuses them of infringing his copyright. The article I'm reading says that there are many other songs with the same title that yes. also hold copyright certificates for the late 80s. Yes. Copyright does not generally extend to song titles alone with dozen of register entries for All I Want for Christmas is You at the U.S. Copyright Office as of Saturday. Court documents say Vince's, Vance's lawyers initially made contact with Carrie and others in April of last year and followed up with a letter in December. Because she don't give a fuck. Because she know you ain't got a leg to stand on. Because the song is different. The title is the same. And that you don't, 
that's not how that works. Now, if the song had similar lyrics, if the music was like none of that is the same. So like, shut up, <laughs> sit down. You look stupid. Thirty years later, that's like, why he waited. This is the only time he could get a twenty million dollar lawsuit. He's like, listen, man, all I want, if they just pay me $100,000 to shut up, I need some money to buy this crack. <laughs> I just take, I take $10,000. I, I take $10,000 in a gift card. It just stole, I want to see what it looks like. But, because Mariah in 94 was a, like, she was a bigger star then than she, well, I don't know. I guess musically, she was making, actually still making music then. She don't really put out a whole lot of music. It's about how much money you making, not about how much music you making, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't making no money then. The label was making the money. You can't sue Mariah Carey. He looked like old. He looked like no. Sir. Sir. Andy Stone looked like is that a dude with his hair looking weird? Yep. Yeah. What the hell wrong with him? I don't know why his hair looked like that. Bro, there's one picture where his hair looked like that dude from that uh that Christmas show where they had a the dude with the fire hair. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh the little claymation shows. Yeah, with the Winnie the Pooh uh, and the Snowman. Yeah. He look a fool. And he this do Andy, this is you're not gonna get anything from this. You you you're alleging that she stole the title of a song that is copyright registered by numerous artists. Shut up, Andy. <laughs> Y'all go look up Andy Stone and look up his look at his hair. Like, why would you make this your look, bro? <laughs> why would you make this your look? It's basically a white man with what would be kid and play hair if it was black hair, but it's white hair, so it like it's like a mohawk, but like not with the points. It's like all one big ass mohawk. It's just all standing up. That's the equivalent, I guess, for white people. Mohawks, how y'all gel it up and get it to stay up. He did that, but not like with spikes. It's just one big ass thing. It's a, it just looked like a head full of pine needles. <laughs> it's just, why, would, why would you make this your look? This is stupid. This, this is stupid. The whole lawsuit, the... Uh, I need him to just sit the fuck down. You're not finna get no money behind this. You don't have a, a lawsuit. And I hate frivolous shit like this to just be taking up time. Just shut up, Andy. Nobody cares about you and the valiance and you you bitter about it. And just, it's it's over. That's like 30 years ago? Like, you really must be off bad. You down real bad if this your last ditch effort to try to get some money. This ain't gonna work, Andy. And the lawyer who took this on that's representing you is dumb as fuck. He must also be one of the lawyers that represented Amber Heard, which is another of my stories, because Johnny Depp won his defamation suit. That's what, and, you know, I was going to ask you to talk about next. Yeah. So he won his defamation suit. She owes him $15 million and she's saying that she doesn't have it. Bitch, a lot of people who lose lawsuits, that ain't a reason for you. You owe him the money. <laughs> but, but how do you feel about the response to it because there's a bunch of like uh anti-feminist men that are pro Johnny. There's a lot of women and and feminist um domestic violence survivors pro Amber and a lot of women including Amber Heard are saying that this is a setback for women who are victims of domestic violence. No but it's not. And let me tell you why. Um if 
this was the way that Amber Heard originally was portraying it to be, and she was just simply a victim of domestic violence. As there are women who are not doing anything. They just, the husbands are abusive. Now, do I believe Johnny Depp ain't never put his hands on her or never did anything to her? No, I don't believe that. I also don't believe that she was just this innocent person who we I have evidence of the fact that she wasn't. She's not, yeah, she definitely ain't innocent. She was giving as good as she was getting. And so I think that's the difference. And that's why this ain't setting back women uh survivors of domestic violence because I don't include her in that group. If you the two of y'all just fist fighting each other all the time and you're like provoking him and provoking a lot of these fights, you're not letting him walk away, like you're just as aggressive as he is, that's not the same thing to me. So she could shut up. You wouldn't even be in this situation had you not tried to portray this like what people traditionally think of when they think of like domestic violence victims. You're the one who did this to yourself because all you had to do was shut the fuck up and get a divorce. But no, you went and did that op-ed piece, villainizing him and making it seem like you were just, you know, trying to be your best wife self. And this nigga was just this evil ass person. You cost him money by defaming his name. You did that to yourself. Nobody told you to do that. Nobody made you write that op-ed. You did that. Now, if the shit had been true, then it'd be fine. But it wasn't true, Amber. You was out here doing a whole lot of fuck shit that you didn't mention in your op-ed. You just made him out to be this horrible, terrible person. And it sounds like both of y'all are terrible people. So no, I don't agree that this has set women back. I think Amber Heard, if anybody's to be blamed for setting women back, it's Amber Heard. I feel about her doing that shit the same way I feel about women who lie about being raped. It is already hard enough for victims to get justice and to be helped and believed. And every time a bitch lie, then the people who already feel like this isn't as big of a problem as it truly is will turn to those bitches and say, well, she lied. How we know this woman ain't lying? Well, she lied and made it up. How we know that this woman ain't lying? Well, Amber Heard made up all of this stuff and said that Johnny Depp did all of this when she was doing a bunch of shit. How we know that these other domestic... If anybody said it back, it's her doing what she did. The case and him winning it, no. I don't agree with it. I think that's bullshit. And that's a way for Amber to not take responsibility. Again, all she had to do was shut the fuck up. If you knew that you had did all of these things and all of these pit people witnessed it and all of these recordings existed, you're a dumb fuck for doing this in the first place. Because nobody would have known any of this. Johnny Depp didn't say shit. Y'all could have just got a divorce and went on about y'all married ways in the same way that most Hollywood people get a divorce. But no. Because of your personality disorder is, you had to sit up here and make a big deal and make yourself a victim. So that's what happens. Now you all have 15 mil. Pay it. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Pay it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Zip. So if a woman punch a man in the face and a man punch a woman in the face, you feel like they cancel each other out or does it depend on the weight of the damage that's done by each one? Here's, this is what I have never liked. Uh, I have never liked the fact that women can put their hand on men and men are supposed to just take it. Because if you hit her back, immediately you the bad guy. It don't matter that she was fucking you up. And, and there are women that will box things out. Because they know as soon as he puts his hands on you, everybody going to look at him and villainize him and he's going to be terrible. I think everybody should keep their fucking hands to themselves. I do not like when women just hit on men all the time and then want to cry uh, foul when you get hit back. 
we all know that there is a significant size difference between men and women, and we all know that a man's punch is probably going to do more damage. This is why you shouldn't be fucking punching men. So, yes, I do feel that way. You shouldn't be putting your hands on people, period. I'm sorry. I don't think that you get off because he happens to be bigger than you, and the punch he gave you had more damage. You knew that nigga was big when you hit him. <laughs> it's the same way that if a little 5'1 nigga go up to a Debo nigga and start a fight and get his ass whooped. You just gonna be like, nigga, you should've known better. What the fuck? Why would you do that? You you knew you were smaller than him. I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I don't like that women can get away with like hitting men and just don't have no responsibility. And the man, if you, if you in a lose-lose, either you get your ass whooped or you hit her back and now you're a monster. Because now the world gonna look at you as a woman beater. It don't matter what the circumstances were. You put your hands on a woman. I don't like that shit. I don't think that's right. Keep your fucking hands to yourself. Don't do that. Don't go up to people putting your hands on them because you feel like, oh, he can't hit me back because I'm a woman. That's not okay. I don't agree with that. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. I think it's unfair. That's the main reason that I can't fully support Amber Heard as a woman is because she literally was using rhetoric that was leveraging him to not hurt her because people won't believe him and that you know she should be able she could she was acting as if she can get away with what she's doing but if you do a little bit then you're gonna you're gonna feel the wrath and she tried to do that and it's like you fucked up amber you shouldn't have done that you should not have done that no i don't i just don't like that i don't um you know i don't work with men who have you know this is why men don't say shit like it's not that men are not victims of domestic violence that does happen but who you gonna say something to that's gonna like take you seriously who's gonna say like do anything about it you're a man so you're you're expected to either just take that shit or or i guess leave because again, you in a catch twenty two. You stay, you get beat up, you 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 defend yourself, and you're a monster. I don't like that. I just don't. I feel like women don't need to be doing that. Don't put your hands on nobody. I do not give any lick to anybody that I'm not willing to take a lick from. And I don't want no nigga hitting on me, so I don't hit niggas. Now, might I say some shit that make you want to hit me? Sure. <laughs> but ain't no man gonna ever say that I punched him or like it's that'll never be the case. She gonna say some shit to make you want to hit him. Yes. <laughs> she gonna do it. Not me, because I have no natural inclination to hit anybody, so there's nothing that anybody can say that make me want to hit them. But yes, it is. Yes, it is. But not nobody I care about. But yeah, I might say some shit that made you want to hit me. Very likely. But it'll never be that I was putting my hands on you first, and you was like, it'll never be that. Because I'm never going to put my hands on you. I have been super angry at niggas that I've been with and ain't never that that they don't that don't even cross my mind because I don't want you hitting me. You're bigger than me, it's gonna hurt. And it ain't no guarantee that you the kind of nigga who gonna just let me hit you. Cause it's niggas that don't give a fuck that you female. If you hit them, they're gonna hit your ass back <laughs> and it's gonna hurt. I'm not gonna take them risk. I keep my hands to myself because I don't expect you to put your hands on me either. So, like, I don't condone that. I don't think it's okay. I don't feel bad for women that do that kind of shit. You should have kept your fucking hands to yourself. You do not get a pass to be physically aggressive with somebody because you're a woman. Everybody needs to keep their fucking hands to themselves. Period. 
And so no, I think if again, if anybody set women back, it's Amber because you should you sitting out here portraying this image that people already believe that women are you know in the background doing all of this shit and then crying wolf when shit happens. That that's the kind of thing that set women back. Liars. That's what set women back. Not Johnny Depp. And again. He, your lawyers were trash, Amber. Your lawyers were like off of Craigslist or some shit. That was the worst. Like, I can't even, it seemed like a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, it was so ridiculous. Like, they weren't even trying. So if anybody, you should be mad at anybody, you should be upset at your lawyers. Because now you got to pay them niggas and pay this 50, 15 mil for horrible representation. Because Johnny Depp lawyers were on it. Johnny Depp lawyers did an amazing job. Your lawyers, clowns. Clowns. But I think that's because that shows the ease at which she thought she was going to be able to win this. Like she really thought them little sad faces that she was making, all of that little fake shit she was doing where she like when the camera would get on her, she would like change her face and look solemn or like whatever the fuck she was attempting to, to portray. I really think she thought she didn't need no good lawyers. Because this is going to be open and shut. Didn't go that way. <laughs> Should have been better prepared. <laughs> Should have got you some better lawyers. Because now you owe $15 million. And saying that you don't got it don't mean you don't owe it. I can't call Alabama Power up and say, hey, I know y'all sent me that bill, but I ain't got it. Got to pay it. Or consequences come. Like my life's getting cut out. You can't, you're, you're, you can't make the excuse that I don't have it. <laughs> you owe it. <laughs> what the fuck? Figure it out, Amber. Pay your debt. And maybe this will teach you to shut your fucking mouth again. Don't just be out here trying to, you know, again, all she had to do was just get a divorce like everybody else. And all of the bad shit that she did, all of the bad shit that he did, all of that shit nobody would have knew about. Celebrities get divorced all the time and they come out and just be like irreconcilable differences, get a divorce, and you don't hear nothing else about it. This could have been that. But no. Mm -mm. Amber had to play victim. Here we are. What'd you get? Don't feel bad for her. Pay your money. Gotcha. So, Jada Pinkett Smith. I didn't even see nothing about her. What happened now? She finally addressed the Oscars, but everybody ain't happy about how she addressed it. She addressed it in an episode of Red Table Talk where she talked about how alopecia affects millions of people. Okay. And at the end of it, she said that she hopes that uh, these two men can settle their differences like men, and then we all move forward and heal. And it's like Vivica Fox came out, and she was just like, look, I love both of these people. I did movies with them. I did Independence Day with Will Smith. I did Set It Off with Jada Pinkett. And she not taking accountability for this situation. Like, he ain't said nothing, so we don't know what, what accountability he is or isn't taking. But, like, okay, alopecia do affect me. She's addressing the fact that if this joke did create an issue for her, which she is validating by doing an episode on alopecia, right? Yeah. That means that Will Smith was doing this in defense of her. So how she came to feel about it like 
him doing that is connected to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it feels like she should have said more than these two dudes need to figure their shit out. And alopecia is a problem for people. She's, like, disconnecting that whole connection from that, what happened to that. Because she doesn't want it to have anything to do with her, even though it did. Like, in the background, is she telling Will, Will, I appreciate you for jumping up there and doing this for me? Is she saying that to him? Or is she berating him? Is she saying, you know, good and goddamn well better not to be doing no shit like that? You know, I I, I wish I, I wish I was a, 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 a fly on the wall in their, their conversation in their relationship. I don't know. I, you know, again, if you look at the video, when the joke was first said, it doesn't seem like he became upset about it till he saw her face, till he saw like how she was looking regarding it. And again, I just, I, again, you know, I don't know what it's like to lose hair. I hope I never find out because my head is shaped weird and I don't think I can pull off the bald look. I have to get wigs because I, I can't walk around hairless. I, I don't think that I, I don't think I can pull that off. Everybody can't do that. <clears throat> okay. That being said, even with me appreciating what she may be going through, and Jada's cut her hair off voluntarily. Her and Willow both have rocked this this style. And again, I didn't even know. I happened to see in passing prior to this incident happening something about her having alopecia. I just assumed she was doing it because she wanted to, because she's done that before. So I didn't even know she was suffering with alopecia. Um, but I, you know, the joke was so innocent and didn't even really have any, she did look like, uh, what's her face in that movie? She does. Like she, she favors her. I just don't, I don't know. Jada problematic. I think. She always has been, but I feel like since she's been doing Red Table, people really getting a chance to see like how problematic she can be. Um, and I don't know. I just want her to shut up. She should have just not addressed it at all. If that's all you had to say, you should have just not said nothing. Just do the, the episode about alopecia and just, you know, move on. Just don't even say nothing if that's it. That's all you got off. Yeah, I, you know, I think I agree, like, and she said she has so many people reach out to her about alopecia, so I want to do an episode about alopecia. Um, Well, how about how a spouse supposed to protect you if somebody talk about your alopecia? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you supposed to, are you supposed to let them get up? I'm not saying that it's a woman's responsibility to stop their husband from doing some wild shit if that's what he finna do, but like, she know the answers that people want from this shit. And she tap dancing around it. Like, is there any version of her that is proud of her husband for at least defending her honor, even if he did it wrong? I'm sure there is. I think that if people hadn't negatively responded to it the way that they did, because I feel like the overall respond there were people that were like that's what you're supposed to do as a man you're supposed to take up for your woman but i think the overall response to it was negative i think if it had been overall positive she'd be praising him in in on the red table for this shit but she can't do that without taking the back some backlash herself so 
she just decided to try to neutral her way out of this. And there ain't no way for you to be fucking neutral when it was about you. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm tired of Jada. That's just what it is. Um, I need I need people, companies, places to stop trying to advertise Juneteenth. Just don't. Just don't. Just just don't do it. Like you don't just just don't. Um the Children's Museum of Indianapolis has had to apologize because they get received backlash because they are in their cafeteria decided it was a good idea to have a Juneteenth watermelon salad. <laughs> what like these things are so overt. It's like nobody should have to tell you <laughs> that that is problematic, that aligning black people with watermelons is not a good idea. Don't do that. Watermelon salad, first of all, I don't even know that that would be good. Like you put watermelon. I've seen fruits and salad, you know, I've seen I don't like sweet things that are not supposed to be sweet. So I don't ever eat them salads with fruit and like that um sweet vinegar. I don't do that. However, even in me saying that and seeing those salads, I don't know that I've seen a watermelon version before. <laughs> why would you do that? Like the tone deafness. I don't even know why you would need black people in the room when you was coming up with this menu for somebody to say, hey man. Not on Juneteenth. Like everybody know that chicken and watermelon are stereotypes applied to black people. Stay away from those things. Like I don't. Everybody, please just stop trying to make a profit off of Juneteenth. Yeah, cause y'all, you just keep fucking it up. Just stop it. Please stop. Please. I feel like every week is something. Walmart with the fucking ice cream. Now this fucking museum with a watermelon salad. Like just, just stop, please. They got Cream Militia sold out at, at uh, Target. What the hell is Cream Malicious? When Juneteenth did this, I mean, when Walmart did this, they pointed out a black ice cream creator to support, and it's called oh. Cream Malicious in Target. Okay. And so, yeah, they ran that shit up. Good Can't for that. find that shit in Target right now. Watermelon salad. I just and it look. I'm looking at it right now. It looks disgusting. It looks so gross. But let me let me let me read their apology because I just as a museum we apologize and acknowledge the negative impact that stereotypes have on communities of color. The salad has been removed from the menu. We are currently reviewing how we may best convey these stories and traditions during this month's Juneteenth celebration, as well as making changes around how future food selections are made by our service provider. Our food service provider uses the food and beverage menu to commemorate and raise awareness of holidays like Juneteenth. The team that made this selection included their staff members who based this choice of food on their own family traditions. As we work to create a culture of empowerment and inclusivity, we know there will be stumbles along the way. Um, as a museum, we have put significant effort behind sharing the critical and diverse stories of a wide range of individuals. We've also placed a strong emphasis on expanding DEAI initiatives throughout the museum. We resolve to do better, continue bringing all voices forward in our work. Who? 
who whose family tradition is watermelon salad? That sounds like some white shit. I again, please, if you listening and you've eaten, heard of watermelon salad, please let me know. I don't think this is a thing. <laughs> like, watermelon's not even a good fruit for a salad. Like, I don't. Whatever, man. I mean, I don't know what to say. Please stop. Just y'all can't advertise it, right? Y'all keep stumbling and fucking up, which means that you just don't need to. Y'all make money at all of these other holidays. Just do that. Don't try to make money on this one. Just don't. Just let this one be. Please don't do it. If this is the only way that you can acknowledge it, I'd rather you not acknowledge it. <laughs> the only way you can acknowledge it is doing fucked up stereotype shit. Just don't don't acknowledge it. I prefer that. I would prefer that. Honestly, truly, Jesus. Have you seen the Pride Month one with Burger King? Mm-mm. So Pride, Burger King had two Whoppers. One of them had two bottoms, and one of them had two tops. <laughs> <laughs> That's performative, uh, performative allyship. You're doing it for the gangs, not for the people. That's sad. This salad looks disgusting. You wouldn't eat a salad with watermelon in it? No. You don't like watermelon? I love watermelon. But I wouldn't eat it in a salad. You wouldn't eat watermelon and lettuce together? Absolutely not. What about strawberries and lettuce? I already told you, I don't eat them. You know, I don't like things to be sweet that aren't supposed to be sweet in my mind. So I don't eat any of them sweet salads with fruit. Blueberries and lettuce. Blueberries ain't sweet. No, it's a fruit. I'll eat my fruit separate from my salad. A tomato is a fruit. It wasn't before they changed that shit. It was considered a vegetable. Then Mm -hmm. they decided it was. It was considered a vegetable. They just changed that some years ago. It's not nothing they changed. It's just like anatomically it is a fruit well in my mind it had always been a vegetable and then it was changed to a fruit and so now i my mind still views it as the vegetable it always was but a blueberry has always been a blueberry (laughs) been a fruit so i don't eat salads with fruit in it so except for technically whatever but this I don't even know what all this other stuff is. Okay, look like maybe some feta cheese on top. It looks disgusting. <laughs> it looks so nasty. And I don't know. Like, what if you're going to make a watermelon salad, it just can't be lettuce with watermelon in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to make a watermelon salad that, that you want black folks to eat, it got to be different, man. It got to be different. It can't just be you can put chunks of watermelon in a little box with lettuce and cheese in it come on man don't nobody want no damn cheese with their watermelon the hell wrong with y'all have y'all even ate a goddamn watermelon before <laughs> ever in your life what the what the, hold on hold on hold on uh session in order session in order what do black people eat <laughs> fried chicken no that we know that's racist <laughs> they eat watermelon what well they really eat watermelon what do what do they eat it in? I don't know. Probably a salad. 
<laughs> probably a salad. Oh, what else would you eat watermelon in? The answer is we eat that shit by itself, motherfucker. Watermelon you know, salad is a thing. Watermelon salad is every kind of salad is a thing. Probably except a kiwi salad, because don't nobody fucking use kiwi for shit. What's wrong with kiwis? Are they hard to source? Why ain't no kiwi vinaigrettes? Why ain't no ki- kiwi flavored nothing? It ain't kiwi. nothing. Uh, kiwi is so. I hate cutting up a kiwi, getting that fuzzy shit off of there. Maybe it just ain't no label, labelless pr- uh, way of getting that shit off the off the kiwi. Which no, you gotta kiwi. peel it. It take too long. I I like kiwi, but I don't buy like when I buy kiwi, it's already chopped up in a fruit salad. I don't buy kiwis and like the only time I bought some golden kiwi because I'd never seen it. They're delicious, by the way. Um, but even then, I was still pissed off because I had to fucking skin the shit. I hate that shit. This this watermelon salads look they look better than the one that they were offering at the museum, but it's still not. Now it's feta cheese. One of them got mint in it. This looks disgusting. Like the watermelon don't belong in a salad, white people. Because I feel like these are all white people that have come up with these salads. Again, if you're black and you eat watermelon salad or your, or your fat, because they said that this was people who brought these recipes from their own like family traditions. Black people, is this? Are, are we doing this? Is this a thing? I feel like no. I feel like we know that watermelon is one of them things that you just eat on its own. Just get you a good old slice or get it cut up. I like to get it cut up from Publix. But um, this shit looks disgusting. This must be white people. It's got to be. It's got to be. I just can't. This looks awful. Like, again, they look fancier. And feta cheese, I'm thinking about the taste of feta cheese and putting that with a watermelon. And uh, why would you do that? Any cheese and watermelon. I don't Stop trying to profit off of Juneteenth. Y'all can't advertise it. You can't provide products. You you just, I haven't seen anybody get it right. So I think maybe we should just stop this. Just don't do it. Y'all fucking it up. Horribly. Agreed. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey apparently have broken up. I don't really give a fuck. Um, people seem to care. Because y'all love to put, you know, relationship goals on these people not knowing what the fuck their relationships are like. But I don't really care. They I, seem I, to be a wholesome couple, though, Rand. I mean... Yeah, Man. I don't really care. It's just another couple that didn't work out. That shit happens. Because people don't work out sometimes. And you don't know what goes on behind. Of course, they're gonna put. They're both celebrities, and both have brands based on their names. Of course, they're gonna present a certain image to the public. That doesn't mean that that's what's really the fuck going on. Them niggas could have just been getting together for photo ops. I, I mean, people do that. We don't know. You don't know what people do behind closed doors. So, I really just ain't never understood people getting so wrapped up in relationships. I think the only relationship that if it ended, I would be sad. And not because I think they're perfect, but just because I like them together would be uh, Barack and Michelle. I just like them together. They seem to have genuine respect for each other. She was with him during them eight years of hell that he went through. Like, I would be kind of sad about that just because I like them together. But, like, they're not couple goals because I don't know 
Barack could be a dick behind the scenes. I don't know. So I just don't, I don't know. But apparently they broke up. So if you care about that, you know, there's that. <laughs> what else to say about it? No, Barack and, Ob- Barack and Michelle don't even fit in that category for me. I don't think nobody, I don't, I don't really care enough about marriage to, you know, make a big difference. Uh, Did you keep up with the Monique and D.L. Hughley drama going on? Nope. Monique, now when I see her name, I just assume it's some fuck shit and just don't. So you don't know nothing that happened with them two? No. So they they did a show in Detroit, I think, and D.L. Hughley was the last to go on, and Monique got up there and just went went off on him and Steve Harvey and other people basically talking about his dog, talking about he got a dog to keep people away from him and how this is about money. And and so DL was taken by surprise. And so on, on, on the internet, she came out and was like, uh, DL Hughley said he was the headliner for the show he was supposed to go last. So all of this was about her, him going after her. She wanted to be the headliner. She was saying that she don't headline for nobody. Like, she's a big name. She don't, like, go before other people. She's a headliner. Uh, no, you're not, Monique. Look, she posted her she posted her contract, and it said that she was the headliner. He posted his contract, and it said he was the headliner. So it looked like some janky promoter stuff that happened for real. They both signed two different, you know, things. But why would you not check into it and just assume that this was his doing and get on stage and go on a rant? And he said, like, I hadn't talked to Monique in three years before this. And the first time I heard from her, we were at a show, and she unloaded this shit in front of the the the, uh, the people that be entertained. They're not trying to hear your fucking shit. This is why I don't fuck with Monique no more, because she do this kind of shit. Like, that was not the way to handle that. And now you look like a dumbass because both of you got contracts that said the same thing. So he didn't even do anything wrong for you to get out there and go on your little tirade that you went on. That's why adults check in the stuff before they respond <laughs> instead of assuming and just getting out on stage making an ass of themselves. Like, that's so immature. Why would you even do that? Like, even if it was true and he did do that, that was not the way to handle that. He said that this should have been a different conversation, but he said, and I didn't know this, but he said, like, she said that I have my dog to keep away. She said, that's not why I have a dog. She said, I have a dog because when my father died, my family went and bought a dog from the place that my dad is from. And we named him after my dad. And so that I can always have my dad with me when I'm going and doing shows for my support. And then he was like, you know, it's like when you hear the stories and you be like, okay, well, Lee Daniels might be tripping. Tyler Perry might be tripping. Oprah might be tripping. Well, I found out that the common denominator is you. And he was like, it seems like Precious wasn't just a, a fictional movie. It was an autobiography. <laughs> because, you know, how the hell you go in. <laughs> he he was going in. And uh, and I was like, God dang. And it's just so messed up how this this turned out. But again, I'm just highlighting it because I guess the biggest issue is that what Monique has continued to do is kind of weaponize femininity because she'll always come up and say, this is how these men be doing and you can't be a woman in this industry because this is how they'll do you. And it's like, that's crazy. Uh, how she like continues to, 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 to engage in that kind of like game. 
the way that she sees herself is not the way that we see her. Like, she elevates herself to statuses that are not, like, I don't know that Monique in 2022 is a headliner. Because uh, right now, what you're most known for is this kind of bullshit. It ain't your comedy. It ain't movies you've been in or TV shows. It's this shit, Monique. And this shit is not what headliners get. Like, you're not even really known for your comedy right now. You're known for this shit. So, what you talking about? Like, her thing, her, like, she always, like, whenever she go, when she was gone on a tirade about Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, like, she's this amazing actress. <laughs> and she puts herself to, like, Denzel Washington status. And it's like, Monique, no. No. No, Monique. <laughs> oh, ma'am. You're not. And that's okay. But, like, you, it make you look real crazy when you come out here saying this kind of shit. Like, all you had to do was have a conversation and you could have avoided this. But yet you're going to get out on stage and just decide you're going to show your ass why. And this is just a continuation of what your legacy is finna become. You just finna become that problematic woman that kept getting out ranting about shit. That's what you finna be. Because that's what you're making yourself. Unnecessarily so. You want to be known for your comedy, do comedy. And stop doing all this controversy shit. Like, I'm that's why I, I don't like when I see her name I don't read the article because I know it's going to be some fuck shit <laughs> I don't bother so I had no idea this even happened but I'm not surprised it's Monique and, you know she was like I'm the motherfucking queen of comedy what do I look like headliner for somebody <laughs> and D.L. Hughley was like I was the king of comedy but I'm going to be bringing that shit up because everybody know that comedy and what you do is not about what you've done it's about what you do you know, and he got like went in about that shit, and I was like, man, I said, wow. I I don't, you know, uh, she she's annoying. I I just whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot. Yeah, me. Uh, there's a Georgia team that they're trying to give 24 felonies. Because they do? he threatened a sheriff over Young Thug and YSL arrest. He got to be mentally ill. He got to be. Quartavius Minder. Um, I can't even spell this. I was <laughs> he is. Uh, he looks like a little little nutty. Uh, he allegedly posted messages on social media threatening to assassinate the Fulton County Sheriff's uh, if the rapper wasn't freed. So I guess it was more about Young Thug. Georgia officials have arrested an 18-year-old who they say threatened online to kill a sheriff and his wife over the arrest of, of rappers Young Thug and Gunna and others. Fulton County Sheriff Patrick Labatt, alleged to be the target of the threats, announced the arrest on Friday. Quartavius Mender was booked into the Fulton County Jail last week on 23 counts of making terroristic threats records show. He's being held without bail. It's unclear if Mender has a lawyer to speak for him. My only problem with this is that white people don't get the same energy when they do terroristic threats. Hell, we can't even get them 
to admit to shit being terroristic when white people do it, but you know. Uh, Cartavia should have made better decisions. <laughs> Over oh, young thug, thinking that, that nigga don't care about you. Like, uh, local news outlets report Mender threatened to kill Labot, his wife Jackie, and the Atlanta School District's police chief on various social media pages if they, if they did not release Young Thug, whose legal name is Jeffrey Williams. Hashtag free thug or I'm going to shoot you and your wife, Mender wrote, according to the arrest reviewed by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He allegedly wrote on the sheriff's Instagram page a second time hours later saying, I'm going to assassinate you. Among the 28 people charged in the racketeering indictment is Quentin, these names, Jesus, Tinquarius Mender. It was not immediately clear if he and Quartavius Mender are related. I would say with them names, they probably are. Wow. Uh, we take these kinds of brazen threats seriously, LeBot said in a statement. Social media, cyberbullying, and hiding behind a keyboard would not protect somebody from criminal prostitutions. Officials allege Young Thug leads the Young Slime Life Gang, arresting him and 27 others in a sprawling indictment brought under Georgia State's racketeering law. Um, it charges the gang members engaged in murders, shootings, carjackings, and other crimes. Young Thug was denied bond Thursday after a Fulton County judge expressed significant concerns about letting him go home on house arrest. Prosecutors said they plan to offer plea deals to some of the defendants in exchange for testimony, but said some witnesses are already being threatened. Our witnesses in these cases are being threatened with violence, serious violence, and death. Young Thug's lawyer strongly denied that he participated in any crimes. This is not the hill down, Quartavius. Really? <laughs> it is to him. It is to him. It's Young Thug. <laughs> I ain't never liked nobody, even in my youth. I don't even remember what artist that I was like gaga over when I was like 18. But like, ain't none of them niggas worth me going to jail. No, I don't give a fuck who it was. Like, and you know that your black ass is gonna get treated differently. You're gonna be treated differently again. If this had been somebody white doing this, 24 felony counts. I don't think so. Hell, without bond, don't think so. But the fact that the matter is, and this is what I keep saying, is that it don't matter how unfair the justice system is. Like, it don't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that your black ass is not gonna be treated the same, and you know that when you start doing shit. It don't matter. It, is it unfair? Sure. But is it reality? Yes. So don't be doing shit because you're not going to get treated the same. And you saying that you're not getting treated the same is not going to change that you're not getting treated the same. <laughs> like, I don't commit crimes, one, out of my own moral compass, but two, I know they're not going to give a fuck about me. And I'm going to be treated a lot more harshly in the justice system. That's just what it is. Is it fair? No, but that's what it is. Is it fair that I have to be concerned about how I respond to niggas when I'm out? No, it's not fair. Is it reality? Yes. <laughs> Am I conscious of it? Yes. That's just what it is. Cortavius, like, are they are they being extremely hard considering the, the ridiculousness of this? Sure. But we know that this is what happens when you're black. So why would this be the heel? <laughs> Like, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, it's dumb. Even if Tinquarius or whatever the fuck his name is is your cousin, your brother, whatever, it's still stupid because now y'all both just gonna be in jail. 
I don't know how that serves anyone. So even if it is a family member and it isn't just all about Young Thug, which would be really dumb, um, it, it still don't change the fact that what did, what did you accomplish by doing this other than to get yourself in trouble? Like, what? <laughs> it's fucking stupid. This is not the hill. But you you ran up there. Now it is your hill. Not the one I would have chose personally. Loyalty in the streets. Hey, they're going to help him. He he looks kind of small. Is he gonna have that same loyalty when his when he go to big boy prison? Cause you eighteen, you ain't gonna be treated as a juvenile. You are gonna be treated as an adult, and your little small ass is gonna be in there with like people who did more than just make a threat, who fucking kill people. So is his loyalty to in the streets gonna help him in prison? How I mean, is that? You might think so. He's gonna find out he's wrong. Maybe this was an elaborate plan to meet future. Young thug. Say a future, young thug. Maybe that's an elaborate plan to do that because maybe he feel like he go to the same jail that young thug went to. Still and not. Then young thug will protect him. Young thug don't even seem like the kind of nigga that would be protecting nobody. Sorry, not sorry to his fans if you think that he's this hard. I don't see it. I don't see it. I've been questioning him since he came out. So I. I don't see it, you know, but maybe I'm wrong and maybe, you know, Quartarius is going to be fine, but uh, he is small. He don't even look 18, so I wouldn't. All of the stuff coming out about Young Thug, like that people are are legitimately terrified of what will happen if they talk about Young Thug. Like they're legitimately terrified that he's going to have a family kill. Apparently, like this is how tough he has been out here in this gang street shit. He really been making moves, making calls, and, and terrifying people. Apparently. But did you see? Did you pull him up? Did you see how young this boy looked? Uh-uh. He looks maybe 15. He does not look like an adult. Well, he looked real small. Don't look, got him feeling like he got them... I don't know. What would make a 15-year-old do some shit like this? A motherfucker being 15. Because 15-year-olds are stupid. Or 18. They stupid. They ain't, they ain't got no sense. <laughs> I wasn't this stupid. I was a different stupid at 18. This Again, this is not something. I don't care who it was. Like, How old were you when you skipped school that time? I was 16. You still too. You, you knew that was a bad decision, too. I didn't think I was going to get caught. And the, the consequence, but listen, any risk that I've ever taken, the consequences have been consequences. That, like, my, the only consequences that I risked by skipping school was maybe getting suspended, which I didn't even get suspended because I was such a good kid that they didn't even suspend me. And my mom being upset and maybe whooping me. It wasn't prison. I ain't never made no decision that could have landed my ass in jail or prison, period. No, no matter how old the fuck I was. So, like, the worst outcome for me skipping school is it, not this shit. <laughs> Nowhere near. Nowhere near. At best, I would have been suspended from school and got a whooping and maybe been grounded at best. And we ain't go nowhere anyway, so grounded me didn't really do nothing because I wasn't allowed to go nowhere any fucking way. So, like, I really didn't risk a lot. He risked a whole lot. <laughs> 
at 18. Uh, my level of risk reward, I've always been conscious of that. So like, I don't think it's anything I've ever done that could have landed me in jail. Because I ain't going to go to jail. That shit ain't for me. Not for me. Mm-mm. No. So no, I wasn't making this level of mistakes ever in life. No matter how young I was. <laughs> Terroristic threat charges? No. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Oh, he looks so young, too. But like you said, if he was white, they'll be like, you know, this child is just, you know, he just needs a little time, yeah. white boy. But, but he's not. Kid, that's what but that's what I'm, I feel like at this point, we all know that you're not going to get treated the same. Like, it ain't a surprise. Like, I saw this, and it didn't even, like, hit me, or, like, I was like, oh, okay, 24 felony charges for some threats? He black. That makes sense. Like, that's what I didn't got to with the shit. So, like, for me, if you're black, you know that they're going to treat you harshly, period. It's just what it is. Like, they are. They're going to. You're not going to be able to get away with the same shit that a white kid would be able to get away with. That's just what it is. So, at this point, you know that, and you're still making choices and decisions. Mm. Knowing that your ass is not going to get treated fairly. Then, you stupid at that point. Like, and this was such a dumbass thing to do anyway. What do you get out of this? Like, did his 18-year-old brain really tell him that if I threaten these niggas, they just gonna release him? Like, yeah, they got him on RICO charges and all of this shit, but if I threaten the sheriff, they'll just release him, and I'll be a hero. <laughs> like, what was his best outcome? I'm always curious as to what people really truly hope is gonna happen. The same way I was wondering what Vicky White thought was gonna happen when she busted her her prison bay out. Like, did she really think they were going to live happily ever after? And that they were never going to get called? It was never going to be a problem? Did he think that they were going to just release young Thug and Thug was going to be, like, so happy that he got him out? Like, is that what he thought? Like, what is the best case scenario in these people's minds? <laughs> but I don't understand. Best case scenario. What is your best case scenario when you do things? What is your expected outcome? I'm always curious about that because I'm like, this make this this checks this um checks for what I would have assumed would have happened from making threats. But what did he think was gonna happen? Did he really think that this was gonna be the thing? Thug got all these kind of high priced lawyers and shit who ain't even been able to get this nigga bail. But you gonna make a threat and get him released? <laughs> yeah. It don't even make sense. It's irrational. You might not have thought that one all the way through. You couldn't possibly have. So, yeah. I don't know what the max amount of time they can give him for that shit. And I don't know that all 24 of the felony charges are going to stick. Like, I think they just threw probably every possible thing that they could at the kid. All of this shit ain't going to stick. But he going to do some time. It, it won't be 24 felonies worth of time. But you did make threats against the law two two different law enforcement officials and their families. So he gonna get some time. It just won't be like twenty four felony time. But he he's gonna have a lot of time to to think about his life making decisions. Well, it is what it is. You yeah. get what you get. Fucking stupid. Stop. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, you got anything else on your mind? No, that was it.
All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Follow.